All right. Ah. One, two, one, two. Are we recording? <sighs> do we still remember how to do this? I think so. I think so. My uh, fellow Zimbabweans, I come to you today. <laughs> we're going to come back to that. We're going to come back to that. I've got to, we need to talk about that. But hey, I don't even know how to start this. <laughs> I, I don't know. Man, this is a, this is a rough, uh, rough <laughs> episode. I'm going to cry a lot of times today, man. <sighs> Yo. So, um, I, you know, we normally like to start the show with joy and happiness and energy, but today, the day of recording, we got some very, very sad news. And that's, uh, uh, man, um, look, a very integral part of the podcast. Um, I mean, we always said it jokingly, but meant it at the same time. Our favorite doctor, our favorite yours, mm. um, once a very integral part of the podcast. Um, Mental Wellness Mondays was all because of her. Um, And she was obviously a very, uh, very loving, caring person. And we loved her energy. We loved having her on the podcast. Sometimes we'd even call her when it didn't have anything to do with Mental Wellness Mondays. Remember? But yeah, Dr. Nyaraya Paweni, we just got the news today that... uh, uh, she passed away. So it's actually very rough for us. I think we both kind of thought like, should we still record? Cause we've been planning for a while that today will be our first day back. But Aish, mm. <sighs> honestly, it's, it's quite rough. So I, I got the, I got the notice this morning and I, I, I sat and looked at it for a span. Just, just looked at it I'm like, man, are you kidding me right now? But yeah. So I know a lot of you as well as listeners may have uh, grown to appreciate her and you um, uh, enjoyed her inputs and many of you actually owe your lives to her. I've yeah, I've spoken to several people who've who've made that sentiment. Uh, so we're very sad, um, heartbroken, really, to 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 learn today about the death of Doctor Nyerai. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, we, like I said, we got the news today, so we haven't even thought or planned or even, honestly, I don't even have the, the gumption to think of how to do a proper tribute or whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll do something. But for now, we're just quite sad. Yeah, I mean, and I don't, I don't even think like just a one-off tribute would be enough because, I mean, she, she, she genuinely did help people. I, I mean, such a good-hearted person. And, and we're not just talking about what Mental Wellness Mondays did. Dr. Nyerai, obviously through SAGE and through What Love and Thrive, was actively helping people daily. She had groups for, for men, for women, for new parents, for victims of abuse, for people who had been kicked out of their homes, for people from marginalized communities. And a lot of the time she she was doing this with no profit. A lot of the times uh, she she was putting up her own money. I even, I was going through our old chats and um, so a lot, some of you guys might know, some of you might not. Um, Wherever possible, um, we try and give people who need access to resources um, support. However, if funds aren't specifically earmarked for that, 
um, it comes out like I personally will pay it out. Um, and I'll personally have to go to Dr. Ryan and be like, hey, um, we didn't receive any any funds or donations for mental wellness. Um, I've got X amount of dollars. Is this okay? And then I'll, I'll try to clear the balance whenever I can. Sometimes she'd be like, don't worry about it. Feel like I got you. The, and I'm, and I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating about this. The last message she sent to me, she, she had met someone who was struggling, um, who had been dealing with a lot, who was very close and had even attempted suicide and was still dealing with suicidal ideation. And she gave them a substantial amount of money, enough money to pay rent and, and groceries for the month. And this person had reached out to me to say, thank you so much for hooking me up with Dr. Nirai. And I messaged her to say, thank you for, for doing that. Um, I understand you gave this person some money. I'm coming to, to, to pay you back. And she was like, nah, don't worry about it. That person needed it more than I did. Um, and she had known some, some of the things that I've been dealing with. I think I've alluded to it on the podcast before, but yeah, last year was the worst year of my life. A number of reasons, one of it was like my, I, I, I suffered a lot of health stuff. Like I was dealing with a lot of stress-related health stuff. So she kind of knew what was going on. She's like, no, Phil, don't worry. I know you're dealing with a lot right now. Um, sort yourself out. And to me, that encapsulates the type of person she was. She was always going above and beyond to give. She was always going above and beyond to share. And you see that with, with the guests yet. Like, granted, there were a lot of times um, she'd bring on a guest and Dan and I would be looking at each other like, I don't know. But the common thread with everyone she brought on is these people vouched for her. These people, well, in whatever way they were trying, they were trying to either share knowledge or help people or make the world a better place. And the common thread is they recognized those same qualities in Dr. Nirai and they were always trying uh, to support her and support her work. And that speaks a lot to the type of person she is. Um, so yeah, man, <sighs> not even that. So obviously all of that is so important, all the good work she did and, and how many people she helped, but even just, just as a, just hanging out with her, she was just, it was good energy. It was always good like, vibes. good, good like Joe, like laughing, joking, having a good time, man. So I'll, I'll share another <sighs> fun story. Um, Dr. Nirai actually had some fans. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Nirai's got so, mad fans. <laughs> so um, I don't know if I should say this person's name or not, but there was a time, Dad and I, we did the Eternals premiere. And if you remember, um, we were like, Yo, let's give a few tickets to our listeners. So we gave we gave tickets. That photo there, that photo there. Yeah. So if you go to that third pick, this person here, I'm not going to mention their name. So that person was one, is one of our listeners and they, they got a ticket. So you remember that day? I can't remember why oh, we had been shooting because hey, my life is so busy. So the day of the Eternals premiere, the morning of Dan and I were doing a Jameson shoot on set. And yep. then Dan, lucky him, had to leave around lunch. I had to be there till the end of the shoot. So because of that shoot running long, and they got late to the Eternals, and then Dan also was late. So some of the people beat us to the cinema. One of those people was the, the listeners. But I didn't recognize them because I just assumed it was a ticket buyer. So we're still setting up, and I'm just going around saying hi to everyone. Um, and I go down, I sit next to this person, say, hey, how are you? What's your name? All right, cool, cool. Um, sorry we're late. We're just setting up. Give us a moment, blah, 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 blah. I'm scrambling, going to the shops to get ice to stand the third. 
And then Dr. Nirai comes in. She's like, hey, Phil, how are you doing? I'm like, ah, great, Dr. Nirai. Great to see you. This is so-and-so. This is so-and-so. Do you mind just sitting and keeping them company while um, Dan and I set up? Dr. Nirai being the great person and hostess. Yes, she does that. 30 minutes to an hour later, uh, one of my friends who had bought a ticket comes to me and she's like, yo, Phil, um, I don't know if you noticed this, but like the time you came to sit down, the person who was sitting next to, to me that you introduced yourself to, she had like a mini panic attack because she was like, oh my God, I can't believe that's Phil. Oh my God, Phil just said hi to me. And then she had an even bigger panic attack when Dr. Nyaraki. And like the whole conversation, she was like, she's just saying like, yo, this girl was just fanning out over Dr. Nyaraki and asking her, so how do you meet these guys? Like, how'd you do your work? This, that, the third. Oh, I've got a friend who's dealing with this. This, that, that. And, and she was like, I didn't understand Dr. Nyaraki is popular. <laughs> I distinctly remember that night there's someone who came to ask her for a photo and then she noticed us. She was like, oh, yeah, hey, let's take a photo. I like, and, and I remember thinking, who is, like, whose podcast is this? <laughs> Are you guys, because she's like, it's like she came, oh my God, Dr. Nira, can I get a photo? <laughs> oh, you guys are here. Uh, yeah, I suppose we can take a photo too. <laughs> so, but I mean, such good people. And of course, uh, um, it's so funny because they were, I kept bumping into her at events. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like a thing, I, I kept bumping into her. So, it, so it, it was just like our little joke. I'll see you at the next thing. I'll see you at the next thing. Yes. Yeah, man. It was it was good vibes, and like because she lives so like our office is really close to where I stay, um, and our office is by Ella in the Garden, and there always used to be events by Ella in the Garden. I think they still are, but I just haven't been out this year. So I'd always also bump into her at those events as well. And then she'd always introduce me to other people in this. And it was, I was, weirdly enough, I was, I was at another event recently and there was someone that she had helped that was there. Um, and it was a random conversation. Like I was, we were just talking about therapy and mental health. And I was like, yeah, actually we discussed it on the podcast. It's like, oh really? Have you, have you, do you know this, this doctor called Dr. Nurai? She's, she's doing a lot of work. And I'm like, yeah, she's actually on my podcast. And I'm like, oh my God. And I was like, wow. Dr. Nurai is out here doing a lot of things. Dan, do you mind putting your phone on d d Like, can we not desecrate the memory of the good doctor? Look, um, there's Banerjuki Tikafil. Okay. If, it, if, it's, if it's that one, then it's fine. Yes, you know, it's, I'm getting calls from Dubai. I don't know why, but I've given all the information. But anyway. Do you, do you want to call back? Uh, I'm going to send a message. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't even know how we can pay homage to the doc. Like... Like just doing like a supercut of some of our favorite moments, isn't it? And to be fair, I think this is the only time because what normally happens is whenever we record the podcast, we always have three copies. So one copy is on the laptop, one copy is on the mixer, and then one copy is on Zoom. And the Zoom copy always has video, but we don't release the podcast regularly on video. So I normally remove that. And today was the first time I regretted deleting the videos because... Dr. Nyarai's facial reactions to some of our jokes are some of the most priceless things. Like, if you've never seen... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I figure, you know what we do? Um, I mean, we, we, we get to talk about it now, which is cool. But I mean, like, I don't think the purpose of this is to try and figure out what's enough or what's not. Honestly, there's nothing that's ever going to be enough. Yeah, I but mean, we do want to like at least in some way feel like, you know, we've we've paid some kind of tribute. Um, I figure 
maybe like after we record today, just you and I just go and I, I, I'm going to do this anyway, but I'm going to go back to some of like the old episodes that we did and just mm. like trying to remember, oh, just like listen to, oh, I remember when Dr. I said this and whatever. Maybe we can just, if we highlight a few, just like one or two or whatever, then we send them to our producer. And, uh, Where is he actually? Where is he here? Ah, well, uh, I didn't expect him to be here because we we're not recording on Zoom. But then I remembered we have an interview later. Um, mm. But yeah, and then and then you know we can just have a little supercut, uh, not even that long, just a couple of of highlights. And I mean, what would be cool is if if our listeners out there would also like to share, like the whole day we've been getting a lot of um, uh, messages of condolence and so on on our social media. Um, yeah, like take some time to go back to some of the old Mental Wellness Mondays episodes or even the the main podcast that we had on and just remind us of some of the memories that you have. It'll be nice to to um, think back about about the, yeah, I the mean, good times. Yeah. Speaking of it, like as we're recording this, I just got a message or notification from Dr. Kirsty Baxter. I don't know if you remember yeah. her. And she says, oh gosh, that's terrible news, guys. I'm in shock. My prayers are with our family at this tragic loss and such a rare gem in life. Sending so much love to you both, knowing what a special bond you shared with our doc. See, man, so many people. Well, um, I mean, it's our first episode back. I mean, do we want to read some of the tributes that we got sent in the, in the group now or do you want to read them later? Let's do it at the end mm. before we do the supercut. Mm. Um. Yeah, and I mean, death obviously is sad, and losing someone is sad, but we do want to celebrate her. Yeah, man. Anyway, okay. I don't want to get into. I don't want to dwell too much on discovering about how how the news came and all that. But sure. I got, I've got several DMs from people who were like, wait, is that the one that I met that one time when you guys were doing a thing? And, oh my gosh, she was so cool. You know, like people who didn't even know her or didn't mm. even really know what she was about. They just met very briefly. Mm. Very sad news. And of course, we've got a whole bunch of, of messages in our Patreon group. We've got uh, comments and so on on our, our Instagram. And we, we've got permission to <laughs> announce Dan, to you guys. Okay to I can see you holding, you're fighting the tears hard. Philip. Mm. Apart from recent joy, if I if I start, I need to I need to find a time when I can cry nonstop for two or three days. Otherwise, I have to hold it until then. <laughs> this is the problem. Damn, this is what we spoke. About. Otherwise, <laughs> mental illness, man. Man, I gotta go to work tomorrow. I can't. I can't just. <laughs> you know, I'm having such a tough month. Eh? Like yesterday, I was I was dealing with so much anxiety and stress. I couldn't work, and then I just started watching like the Golden Globes. This is, how, this is how bad it was. Like I'm watching the Golden Globes and then Quinta won um, for best show. And then during her speech, she's like shouting out all the people that inspired her. I don't know what it is about how she said that. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to And I couldn't stop crying. <laughs> ah, Philip. <laughs> you know the way thing is, the, the weird thing is like things are so bad recently. Like I want to cry, but I can't. So like every time I go into the shower, the moment the water hits me in the shower, I just like like I start crying and then I, I, I can't. It's just like a dry <gasps> and nothing happens. So it was very cathartic. I was like, oh, at least you know something because that, that's what women have been telling me. Like you know, you just like if you just release. Do you know what's so funny about this? It's the triggers because it's not like anything that will actually you know, and it's not anything that would air quotes logically make you cry. It's Quinta Brunson thanked someone. <laughs> the shower hit my head. I was like, no, but the thing is, like especially in recent years. 
the reason why I've loved Abbott Elementary and um, the soccer show on uh, Apple Apple TV. Yo, I love that show. The name has just escaped me for a second. It'll come to me randomly and I'll shout it out. Yeah, someone, someone, someone's listening. I'm like, you idiots! It's that thing. <laughs> the reason why I love the show so much is it's just unbridled optimism. Yes. Like, it's just nice to watch something where there's no negativity, there's no malice. It's just people trying to be nice. I mean, there, there is some, but, no, but I know what you mean. Like, the, the main... But the main characters are just incredibly optimistic. Even, like, this season, in Kinta's... Have, have you been watching the, the new season? Of I haven't watched the new season yet. I'm so, like... like so, you know, my, my, my watching schedule has now changed. I cannot watch anything anymore. We'll, we'll, we'll come to that. Actually, <laughs> I have a little rant to make, but anyway. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, Ted Lasso. There we go, Ted Lasso. So, yeah. Um... I just I just enjoy those things. Like it's just been a tough year, man. Um, like even even before this, I was I was just ranting to to Dan about like how certain things, how certain things have changed, and you just like actually I don't know, man. Like adulthood sucks. Like it adulthood will test everything. It'll test your relationships. It'll test your resolve. It'll test your friendships. <sighs> you know now, but I guess in in a good way because now I'm doubling back and I'm making sure like yo, I don't ever want anyone else to feel the way I'm feeling. So let me, let me make sure I have these conversations beforehand. Let me make sure I deal with these things beforehand. You know, it's like, even why, like I wasn't even, I wasn't even sure I was going to come to your wedding. I, I just had to give this, I was like, yo dad, I might not be able to come just giving you the heads up. So just, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not going to make it. <laughs> Honestly. Anyway, I suppose we, we'll get into it, but like, uh, I did speak a little bit about it before the wedding. Like someone saying I can't make it would not be as much of a a diss as it sounds like it would. Just the same as someone, like I, it's, it, at least for me, the thought of doing it seems like so bad. But like actually, oh yeah, I can't make it. Like, oh, okay, cool. Here's, here's a Zoom. No, but you you think differently, Dan. And keep in mind, there's, there's no Zoom at the reception. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And that's that's the thing. Like so, the so well, I guess we can get into it now. We'll we'll, we'll touch on it, but I so, got married. No, I'm not. Oh wedding, my god! No, the wedding we'll, we'll come back to. But I'm talking just about relationships. So this is this podcast is going to be all over the show because our, our talking points are, are thrown out the window. Um, so it, it's what the doctor would have wanted. Don't, don't you hate it when people do that? Like when someone dies and then they start posting like conversations. Guys, when I die, do not post our chats, please. Don't post our chats. Don't say anything. Don't say like, I'm doing this because this is what Phil would have wanted. I'm buying these Jordans because that's what Phil would... No, don't ever say anything in my name. When I'm dead, I'm dead. For for, for posterity, mm-hmm. and you may clip this and use it wherever you want. Mm-hmm. This is what I would have wanted. Delete number. It's okay. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Don't Delete text as well. Like if there's something really like... The only people that can keep texts are the people that know my mother's number and my mother knows you and my mother herself. If you don't know my mother's number and my mother doesn't know you in your phone and she doesn't say, hey, so-and-so, like if it's like, who's this? You cannot delete. If you have to use a, a secondary person mm-hmm. to describe yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'm Ningi's friend. I'm Ningi's, oh, yeah. No, mm-mm. delete. I don't, I, please, I'll be watching some way, somehow. Well, Philip, Philip, do you know we have an interview 
plan for the show today. Yeah, don't worry. We got a lot of time. We got a lot of okay. time. We got a lot of time. Right. I've got a, we got all that going on. Um uh, so yeah, please. Um I lost my train. Oh, I was saying so like for your wedding for example then. Yeah. Um I could really I could, like I could really predict like with the year I've had I was like, mm, you know the finances are looking a little sketchy, you know what I mean? <laughs> And you know the, the annoying thing especially in like in the line of work that I've now shifted into is because my job requires me to be outside and people don't realize when i'm outside i'm either being paid to be outside or i'm being outside for free so i'm at a point now where i can call the club and i'll be like yo i'm coming through the club will be like i bet what do you need i'll tell them please can you reserve these bottles the reserve a table they reserve the bottles i won't have to pay everyone else will have to pay but people will then see Feel out of power, but table, nima bodoro. Sakaro puta mari. Don't get this twisted. Phil, Phil here is managing expectations. Mm. Do you owe people money, and you're trying to explain why you're why you're popping money. bottles? Dan. Stop popping bottles and pay people their money, Philip. D- okay, Dan. <laughs> Listen Dan. to this guy. Dan, wait, do you see my iPad here? Where's your iPad? <laughs> <laughs> Did you sell it? Your- yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh at your misfortune, but that's hilarious. Thanks, clearance sale. I'm selling everything, dog. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bastard. You're a bastard. You're a bastard. Why don't you tell me, man? I need to buy an iPad. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <clears throat> no, I'm joking. It's in my room. Okay. <laughs> but I, I, there's another one I'm selling. If you guys want to buy it, let me know. Uh but yeah so there's that but on the flip side is Dan you remember my old job so yeah and you remember you, you saw the highs and lows like when my old job was good I was living good and there were things went bad I was not too I was I was, I was in a in a bad place so when I was chasing that dollar when I was like okay this is my job I need to pursue this with 110% I need to show these guys I'm a team player you know all that corporate nonsense that they sell you we're a family I remember my boy Vernon. Was, not Vernon. Was getting you don't know. This is not Vernon, oh. my cousin. This is Vernon, my boy from Tarzania. He's not in South Africa. Vernon was getting married. And yeah, it's definitely not the Vernon I know. I had to go collect I had to go collect a, a shipment from Dubai. And I chose the shipment from Dubai over the wedding. I thought I know I and I'd planned it out like no no that my flight lands in the morning. I'll get back to Harare, land, drive from Tarzania. Obviously nothing ever goes to plan. Missed, I missed my boy's wedding for long story short, I missed my boy's wedding for work. Mm. And I, I saw how our friendship changed, how the relationship, because in his mind, he's like, yo, dude, this is the, to me, this is my biggest day of my life. And you chose collecting a shipment of my wedding. Yeah, how much was the shipment worth? Doesn't matter. Like, it, it honestly doesn't matter. But, but, and to me, that's like, and I regret it because like, even like when he does a throwback Thursday, like he'll throw back to his wedding day. <laughs> and you're like, I did not experience this at all. That sucks. You know what I mean? And that's what I think you kind of disregard. It's like, yes, like people might not be able to attend and yes, you might be like, "Hey, I understand because you're very pragmatic. I understand you can't afford it." But the thing is, you you now have a lifetime of a gap in memories. Mm. You have a lifetime of a gap in experiences. And I mean it was a good time, right? I don't know, we had a guess. Like if if you and I and let's say you I Faz, Maggie, Sherman and we all look uh, link up 
And we just like, oh, remember when we went to thing and then they wouldn't let us bring in the bottles. <laughs> Someone's just going to be sitting there like, what is this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's a whole. It's kind of already happened. You know what I mean? There's a whole gap around that. And I wouldn't trade that for the world, man. Obviously, we're going to come back to that because my boy got married, man. Ah, shame. Yeah, no, man. I've been, so, I've, I've been so busy. I've, I've actually, I'm actually going to do a reel. I've even got the folder ready. <laughs> <laughs> of, of, of your wedding, just that your wife keeps keeps keep posting wedding reels and she keeps stepping on my my shine. Can you can you can you tell your wife to stop posting reels about her wedding day? Yes, so this I, is about you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. How dare she? <laughs> Selfish. How dare she? <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, but Dad, we haven't even started the show. Let's start the show. Um, in honor of Doctor Nyerai, in honor of our listeners. Uh, we missed you guys. It's been a while. Let's, let's start the show, man. Let's, let's bring it back. All right, all right. You know, let me let me find let me find a song to 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 raise the energy. Find a song. That's not how we start the show, Philip. We start the, the the show with the show with a song, like a throwback or a song that we're feeling. Philip, hmm? which podcast have you been doing? <laughs> we always start with a song. You know what? I think I've been thinking about this song recently, and I think it's it fits. It fits right now. I'm playing this one. Hold on. I've also got a song. Why are you laughing? It's not your safe, right? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Which song is this? You get a fast oh. Sorry, I couldn't tell. Maybe I'm gonna tell her. You know what? I've been trying got this feature. Do, oh. Maybe we'll make something. Me Let's try it. I got nothing to prove. Oh, it works. What feature? The karaoke feature. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got a fast car. I got a plan to get, get us out of here. here. I've been working in store. Oh. Nah. I also have a song that I've just thought of to like really. What song are you playing? Bring bring the energy. But mm. with Doctor Nyerai, I like it. Hundred percent. I can I can I can see you whining to this right now. <laughs> this is the best white man dancehall song of all time. She dips so she wanna dance to reggae and calypso. <laughs> What's going on? Every every uh, every couple of months, Twitter discovers that this is a white man. <laughs> <laughs> from, from a white man from New Orleans, Louisiana. Mm. His 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 real name is actually Colin Patrick Harper. Yes, aka Collie Buds. Mm-hmm. 
you'd never guess from hearing the song. But if you've ever watched the video, well, you're like, I mean, I know Red Rat and Informer, some of the whitest of the white. Like when I found out Red Rat was white, I think that's what Red Rat is white. <laughs> Philip, what? Damn. Are you joking right now? <laughs> Let me show you. <laughs> But anyway, every few months like Twitter discovers that Collie Buds is ah that man's name should be I don't know Joe or something. <laughs> 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 Rouge rodent. <laughs> yes. It's a red rat. <laughs> He's a scarlet mouse, that's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing kills me is like, like when his hair is like this, he looks like that white dude from Little Bridge. <laughs> uh, man, breaking news: Dad discovers Red Rat is not. I, I didn't know. I thought. Well, I don't know what I thought. I just didn't think he was white. I mean, he sounds quite, you know, down the gutter. You know what I'm saying? I know Red Rat is, super, but it's it's also because I met him and I was like. I was very confused when he came for Zim. When he came to Zim, and I was like, "You'd be like, ah, me name Red Rat there." I'm like, "Oh, after the the dancehall artist, no, me the dancehall artist." Hmm? Rise up, Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> who, which Zimbabwe is he talking to? That's what I want to know. <laughs> which who are you asking to rise up? That's why he's telling them to rise up. He's mm. like, "Yo!" Now we got people popping up in Antarctica with flags. You see that? Standard, but I've, I've said that before. Like, dude, I, I, and it's not an exaggeration. MAGA country people that are uh, subscribed to MAGA. One of the even um the guy that shot up the the church in Charleston. Forget, mm. I'm, I'm not even going to mention him even if I remembered it. But you remember when they arrested him? He had the apartheid flag and the Rhodesian flag. Okay, stitched to his shirt. Who do you think is more racist? White people in South Africa or white people in Zim? I'm asking for ulterior motives because I want to know which Biltong is better. But I know. I, so if, if, if it's based on Biltong, fam, if we are in the free states and we go, we go to those places where it says no, no, near blacks allowed, and a white woman with a forearm the size of my thighs comes uh, out, Philip, 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 that Philip. is some of the most fire Biltong you will ever have. You're under, you're underestimating deep, like farm Biltong in Zim. Mm, that. I'm forgetting, I grew up working on farms. Like, my father used to have to go to the farms because we would serve as the boilers, all the tobacco farmers. So all the tobacco farmers, all the wheat farmers, all the grape farmers, they, they were our clients. So we knew them all. And we'd hear the conversations. We, we'd hear, we'd hear the rumblings. So I, I, I can attest, these were high-value high racists. <laughs> like, as Kevin Samuels would say, high-value racists. Just... Just, just, just high grade, just like you know, like you, you know what I mean. Kanye, Kanye, Kanye would be in love, and their built on cannot touch him. Peace when I go to him, peace and Yana's, and she's like, and she's looking at you, she's like, Yo, I really don't want to serve you, but you've got cash in hand, and I need to pay these bills. <laughs> so, and, so, so, SA, and you can hear them muttering the K word under, but Fire <laughs> All right. Let's, let's take it to listeners. Listen, if, you, if you're listening in right now, call in and let us know who has the best racist built off. Is it South Africans or Zimbabweans? In fact, let, let's, throw in a, let's throw in a little wild card in there. 
We're going to include the Namibians. Let's include the Namibians in there. Let's include the Zambians. You know, let's, 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 let's make it a nice Sadic. In the Sadic region. There's, there's something else about, you know, you know that specific type of um, like Africana woman that's mm. built like the wrong race. That, that, that's exactly yeah. what I said. The one with the forearm <laughs> thick like my, that one. The one that looks like she could be a prop for the blue boots. <laughs> that one. Why are you talking about the other ones that are just thick? Yeah. <laughs> those ones that are heavy testing. Like, Yo, you know what? You I can, mean, and I you don't... Can, and, and you can just see Dr. Uma in the back. <laughs> I went to school with a few of those. Uh, I actually met up with one of them when I went to Mutare over the holidays. I was like, yay! You're still representing. I don't know what's so fascinating about that, but there's something fascinating uh, about it. Because it doesn't make... I'll, another example of this is uh, this is what I can speak to is this is Mrs. Holman. She was a teacher at our school. Very racist. <laughs> but you. Anyway, Phil, we haven't actually started the show, so uh... it's thicker than frozen cooking oil, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yo, good to go. Sound of the Hey, 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 Let me hear a drum Hear me now, hear me now, hear me now. Walk one day, walk one day. We left the 2022. We're now in the 2023. Right. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another episode of your favorite podcast. It's Two Broke Twimbos. One more again. My name be Danny, that guy, aka Danos the Mad Titan, aka Denford, aka Denimbi, my life, your entertainment. AKA, I'm down with these streets. Your man is now somebody's mister. Wait, I was always a mister. <laughs> your man had changed his name. No, wait. Hey, man. <laughs> Marriage is really one sided, eh? Uh huh, that's right. That's Why right. do women get married? Why do you. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Hey, yeah. AKA, Akuna Moon went to Dan Moon. That's right, that's right, that's right. These are the ones that mistake about the irrefutable, the unquestionable, that. Inconstitutional, that I will pay my bills sooner. Bill Phil Charlie, aka Flynn Floss, the big boss, big pizza P, aka Sexington Lovu, aka Filthy Phil, aka DJ Mkara, the end of course, a shamwari, the Tangere were drinky, and we're going straight into Daniel. We've got a guest, and he's on time. Timing, how timing on time. Look at that, bruh. Well, where else? Where else? Where else do we, do we see Urban X appearing for interviews on time? Only on two broke twimbles. That's, that's right. what I'm that's, saying. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. His audio is connecting. So let's vamp. We need to vamp for a little bit. So uh, I think we should take this opportunity to say thank you very much to all of our listeners that were with us in 2022. We're so excited to have you with us, even though we've had such sad news for today. And even though we've lost such an integral member of the community and integral member of the podcast, uh, we have to keep moving. We keep the show going. Uh, So thank you very much to everyone who's going to be with us in 2023 and beyond. We appreciate your support. We appreciate you joining us on the podcast. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you having a good time with us. Um, Yeah. So thank you very much. Okay. Vamping done. Mm. Boom! Our guest is connected. Fab, check, check. He's even in character and everything. Hey, what, a, what a wow! Let me even record. recording in progress. Yay. My man, my man. So let, let me give you guys some backstory. You know, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how familiar you are with this podcast. I don't know. I, have you have you done any research or this is this is all fresh to you? This is very fresh. 
All right, all right, all right. Just one thing. You, need, you just need to up your volume just a smidge. You're coming a little soft there. But, yeah. So, here's a little a bit of background. I don't know if you know, if you know this, but uh, Dan and I have been in the game. Uh, Dan, Dan, it's our 10th year, isn't it, right? 10th year of what? Podcasting. No, it's not, Philip. Is it? It's not our 10th year. We just did our, I think we just did our 7th year. Okay, maybe my match is off, but we've been doing this for a while. Yeah, I've I've been in the content, I've been in the content game for a while. Dan's been a content game, you know. Dan is a, he's a, he pretends to be a big wig at a station, uh, but you know, don't don't take him seriously. Even though people, call him boss, <laughs> even though people call him boss, I'll never get over that. But yeah. <laughs> so one of the advantages of this podcast and just in general is we don't interview anyone we don't want to interview. Many a time when a publicist calls us up. It's, it's a no. It's a hard no. And some of these times, these are established acts. And we're like, nah, we're good. We're good. I think you might be the first, well, it's certainly the quickest artist to go from introduction to, yo, we need to speak to this guy immediately. Uh-huh. Because nice, nice. Love it. It's, it's, it's our first guest from Botswana, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But yeah. This, 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 this is a bit of a, no, no, he's not the first. We've had... We never had Zeus. Well, so... You're right. So, well, look, here's the thing. So, ladies and gentlemen, you know, one of the things we love doing is introducing you to some of the gems of Africa, some of the best music in Africa. Um, you know, we do a lot of Zim stuff, but we're also looking at like the rest of Africa. And I'm sure, uh, you, you know, when, when we put our stamp or seal of approval on someone, the next thing they're doing, they're creating the biggest song in Africa. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Ira Star, for example. You know what I'm saying? We, we call it the 2BT bump. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're dead serious. So anyway, so we have we have here uh, 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 an artist from Botswana by the name of Jordan Muzi. Mm-hmm. I didn't know him until Phil introduced me to his music and I went through your EP real quick and I was like, yo, this is dope. So I'm actually very excited yeah, to yeah, speak yeah. to you, man. And, and I'm very excited to introduce this music to our audience as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and... My wife likes it as well. Okay, so so I don't understand. Well, Joe, why why are you, why are you being so weird about your wife liking the music? I don't understand. I'm still getting used to saying my wife, so it's just. So you can just say your woman. That's fine. Phil, we don't own women as human beings. Mm. You'll understand one day. Oh. <laughs> Should, should, should we bring back the speech? Because there was, there was this whole thing about a flight plan and then there's the pilot and then someone's cleaning the passenger. But anyway, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. It's co-pilot, so, actually. But anyway. But yeah, man. Jordan. Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't even know where to begin, but this is the Grace EP, man. WTF, man. Yeah. How, how, how long was this thing in the making? Um. So, like, I think I was, I was working on this for, like, two years. Mm. Um, produced by a friend of mine called Flex in India. And it came off like it wasn't an intended project. We didn't plan for it. I think we made it during uh, COVID. Um, it was really a, a, a result of boredom. We were just like, you know, nothing to do. We might as well work. And like him and I were, we were, were meaning to work for the longest time. Um, so like, we we're just like, yeah, let's go in. So like, we just kept going in, going in. Um, and yeah, the grace he was that and came to life. Right. Um, I think since this is an introduction, because even w- w- the person who sent me um, your project uh, is, is also very, I I don't know how to put it delicately, because I also don't know like who you're speaking to, but the person who sent it to me is very well connected. So whenever mm-hmm. they send me music, um, they, they, it's pretty much someone that they vetted like, yo, this is someone certified, Phil, you need to connect with these people, you need to, uh, to link up with them. 
So, mm-hmm. and the quality of the music and how polished it is. How did you get to that point? Uh, because there's so many different sounds. There's so many different layers. The way the way you're structuring your songs, the way you're arranging your vocals. Um, as Ooh. someone who's been in the in the industry and who makes music, you can clearly pick up that oh, this is someone who's been doing this for quite some time. Um, mm-hmm. How long have you been making music and developing your sound to get where you are now? So I started working. I think my first record um, was in 2018 with a guy named DJ Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first time I got into studio and started recording. Um, and like you know, like the first time you're usually naive, you don't really know what you want your voice to sound like. Um, so like anything sort of goes, you know. And like because most of the people that you work with are like uh, are like guys who have what for it have like a good track record. Like you kind of listen to majority of what they advise and what they say. Um, but like I guess with <clears throat> sorry with like. But like the consistency and like constantly recording, um, I came to a point where I just started figuring out what I wanted to sound like and also by listening to other musicians as well. Like, because like I sort of compare myself like with the interna- international market. So like I listen to like the guys who I'm just like, yeah, these are the people I want to go head to head with. And I sort of put my music there and say, yeah, this is the level I have to take my music to. So like by putting that Am I going to the studio? That's what's in my head. You know, it's just like, yeah, this is the level we have to take it to. So, like, by just constantly being at it, because, like, I'm I'm in the studio, like, almost every week, you know. So, like, it's a thing where it became, like, a reflection, where, like, before there were a lot of hurdles, a lot of rocky paths, where, like, some songs didn't come out as great in the past, and, like, you learn from that, and, like, you just become better at it, like, the more you work at it. I'd be, I'd be keen to know which artists you were benchmarking against. Like who are these artists, uh, these international artists that you were looking at? Like this is this is the level I want to get to. So, Burna Boy, uh, for instance, um, yeah, that's that's one guy I look to, and I'm just like, one day, one day, we, we shall rock. Um, a lot of I don't know, coffee. Yep, man. Yeah, coffee as well. Assume we know everyone because we'll pretend to, even if we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but like also just a lot of my my influences, like Michael Jackson, uh, is like somebody who really like if you if you notice know, like the way I lay a lot of my vocals, uh, a lot of influence from Mike, uh, a lot of Tuku as well, Oliver Tuku. Mm. Um, if, if you listen to the EP No War in particular, um, the bounce was off of a guitar that I played because I play guitar, so like the bounce was. Um, something inspired by the way people used to play. You use Shona um, in that song, don't you? Yes, I do. This is the time, I think you, you say Usadaro or something like that. I yeah, was like, wait, Usadaro, wait, wait yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And the thing is, I was like, yeah, maybe, because I don't know enough about, okay, <clears throat> like we've mentioned, you're, you're basically the first artist from Botswana that we've had on this podcast. Um mm-hmm. I'm not very familiar with the Botswana music scene, apart from Zeus, who we know to be a dope rapper. But what is what 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 is it like? Is this this style of music, which is like very, I don't know, it's almost like a like a like a jazzy R and B or something? Is this like is this what people are, are, are rocking to in bots, or are you doing something that's a bit against the grain? What's the music scene like compared to the music you've just put out? This EP you've just put out. 
Um, so the music scene here is very small, eh? Um, and like my project, like there's no project that sounds like it here. And I don't just say that to guess myself out. Um, a lot of people, they like, it's very hip hop based, but then it also has, um, an Afro pop side. Like I think those are the, the big genres here. Um, there's also, there's a, there's a genre that I do, I don't know what to call it. Um, because like I'm a bit to the left. Uh, when it comes to making music inside. Uh, so like, yeah, like the, the music that locals listen to is, is a bit, like they listen to a lot of house, a lot of hip hop. Uh, so like what I did was a bit, was a bit peculiar. So like you have to look at it at an angle, like a feature. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are people responding? Yeah, people are responding um, because I think starting from 2018, um, I, I introduced my sound and like it took, it took some time for me to build an audience. And I think like, as you continue putting out work, people start to understand what this sound is like. Uh, but I think especially with the accompaniment of visuals, people start to understand that, ah, this is how you vibe to this sort of music. Um, because like at the end of the day, music is a culture and like you sort of have to show people like how to vibe to what it is you're creating. Mm. All right, all right, all right. I think that's a, a, a ties in perfectly. Like, because that was one of the first questions after I got hold of you. I asked you, was like, yo, how many live performances have you done? Because that's mm-hmm. what I was trying to tap into. I was like, yo, this is such a unique sound. A, mm-hmm. have you been able to translate that to the audience? And if if you have, how the audience are responding? But uh, going back to what Dan had mentioned, so apparently you do have Zim roots, or you have a connection to Zim. What is your connection to Zim? So I am originally from Zim. Uh, my parents, they left Zim in 19, I think 1990, and they relocated to the side, and I was from here. Uh, so originally, I'm from Baden. But you were born in Bot- Ah, bless you. <laughs> no, we, we appreciate you. We appreciate you adopting, but I... I've got a, I've got a green bomber, a green bomber passport. Ah, so you're struggling ah. like us. Okay, I understand. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're, you're like, um, when I was, when I was just reading up on you as well, I found another Zim Botswana artist, Miss Abby. Mm-hmm. You guys uh, have a little, little community going on over there. I know it's okay. You know, we need, we yeah, need yeah, Miss Abby. He's actually my sister. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. <laughs> I need, you know what we need? Mm. Phil, this is great. We have our, our own little like sleeper agents in the different countries. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's cool. No, no, we see you, man. <laughs> shout out to you and shout out to Miss Abby. So <laughs> let's speak to that. Because clearly you come from a musical family. Who is introducing you guys to music? Um, so there was a period when I lived in Zim, I think it was around 2011. Um, and like my cousin at the time, he went by the name Purewood. Uh, Sorry, who? And Purewood. That's the name he went by. Uh, uh. Purewood. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he was very jazz orientated, um, along with my other cousin, Kala. So like, it would be a situation where I was going to school at the time. I think I was in Form 1. And I'd always see them go out for gigs and like, they'd always be rehearsing by the house. And like, I would always be like, man, that's cool. Like, I, I wish I could do that. Um, so like, just from absorbing what they do every day, um, 
like when they weren't around by the house, I'd probably like sneak into the room and like grab the guitar and like try to figure out what was going on. The first time, like I couldn't, I couldn't pick up what was going on, but like I just kept going at it because like I learned how to play guitar by ear. Like I didn't go to school for it. Um, so like I just, I just sort of figured things out and like YouTube also helped eventually along the way. But like those are the people that sort of influenced me to like really be like, hey man, this music thing could be a thing. Dope, dope, dope. So as as it stands, um, you, you mentioned that you, you're getting some 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 positive response in gaps. Have you been able to mm-hmm. perform or reach out outside of, of bots so far? So we we did a performance in Joburg um, sometime last year. I can't remember the date in particular, um, but like I know I'm also supposed to kickstart uh, like just a mini tour for the Great EP uh, starting in Joburg um, end of March. Um, so like this is sort of like um, I'm curating this for myself because like you know the opportunities will come to you. you can't just hold your arms and like expect things to magically come if you really want it that bad to go so so just with the um, with that with the, with the people I know and the connections I have I'm just trying to create my own structure and see what I can get going alright man I, I, I like I like that hustle I like that hustle um Speaking, yeah, yeah. Spe- speaking of the sound, uh, you, you're crossing over multi genres. I think you you have a lot more R and B in you because you mentioned like Benabu. You're doing a lot more R and B than him. But mm-hmm. you, you've also got mm-hmm. some pop elements. You've got some acoustic elements, and then you you've got your traditional Afro pop, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When you think about your ideal listener. Uh, who, who who do they look like? Because as Dan mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm even, the reason why I like this resonates so much with me is like, this is like nothing I've heard um, from a bot act. I think the closest analogous, and I, and I hate to, to, to compare you to, is like what Una Rams and Manana are doing in South Africa, but even they in a slightly different lane. So like, how are you mm-hmm. developing your sound in bots and developing your audience? Like, what are, what are you doing to on those two fronts? I think it's just, the influence just came from what I've, what I've been exposed to my whole life. Because like, before when I was younger, I wanted to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, like people often used to, like when I discovered I could sing, people, people often used to say, yeah, you can go to singing rap. But like rapping was something I was very passionate about. Um, so that's, how you'll realize that when I, if you notice in my flow, it's not, it's not a very structured way. It's not like the singing structure. Um, it's a, like it's, it comes from like my rapping days, like how I switch flows and stuff. Um, so that, and also, yeah, I guess it's also just my influences. I listen to like a lot of pop. I listen to a lot of jazz. Um, and like I've always just wanted to find a way to like put everything together and bridge it and make my sound. Um, I think also what helped is like just playing an instrument with great. So it helped me understand how I wanted my music to sound. Because like usually 
you can go to a producer and like you'll paint a picture in their head and say this is what i want my music to sound like but like if they don't get it they don't get it and they'll just make what they feel but like when you can play the instrument you can be like this is what i want my music to sound like to be honest with you for my project i'm actually like i was actually very surprised as to how it came out because like it used to like it was in my head but like the way it came out was like more than what i expected and as my first project it also inspired most of what i'm going to work off of after so like we could say this is just like this is something i can benchmark off of and be like okay this is like a foundation so like how can i expand off of this and make it even better but even that being said um i'm very experimental so like this is not like i'm not restricted to like these sounds that i've already put down i feel like i want to i want to be a, sci- a scientist with this music thing and like just, just try <laughs> try different vibes you know like get some get some indian harmonies in there you know like just 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 try whatever you know and like see see where it can go with it uh 2021 you got the uh best r&b single award at the yorona music awards right are you getting are you getting a lot mm-hmm. of play are you getting are you getting a lot of love from media radio tv Yeah yeah. Um I think TV is very small here so like uh, a lot of radio. Like the industry here is not as like media wise when it comes to like art it's not as it's not as prolific. Um so like it's very small there's not really much going on but like in terms of like urban platforms we, we do get like I do get like a lot of love for there. Nice. But don't worry we we get it. We we we're, we're yeah. just we're just over on the other side. We understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've got the same year so yeah i mean I, i'm fine enough i'm going to be in bot soon for some, for some stuff and I'll, i'll definitely hit you up i haven't been i haven't been out in bot since kama was president so has the scene changed <laughs> has has the scene changed much like do clubs are clubs are now allowed to open past midnight can you can you get drinks past 10 p.m. now uh, is is there a vibrant like um night nightlife or is it still pretty subdued Um I I would say there is a vibrant nightlife but like it's very it's sort of redundant you know like there's not really there's not really much you can anticipate you know it's sort of kind of the same thing you know because like also the country is very small so like especially if you're like somebody who is who, who wants to stay against that like if you stay long enough you just be like ah so like what's next but like i think yeah places close at like midnight like you never have something that goes on for past midnight you know mm. um yeah so like at midnight it's just like yeah we're going home like we're packing up unless it's like uh unless it's like a proper night club where it's like 66 and then yeah then you can get you can get like a vibe like that like, it's not too many of those Okay. All right. All right. Well, I mean, look, you make up uh, you get you win some, you lose some. Fine, you don't have a super vibrant nightlife, but I mean, you know, you've got very very nice scenery. I just realized I'm now married. Never mind. No, no continue. Continue. No, God, <laughs> it's, it's good continue. scenery. Good scenery. There's a lot of cattle in Botswana, you know. There actually is. Uh, quite, <laughs> yeah, quite uh, like thick thick cows, you know. <laughs> I'm talking about actual cows. Love to visit one day. 
You know you're bad in law listening to this podcast. <laughs> no. That's why I didn't say anything. Anyway. Um <laughs> So, but yeah, but, Let, but, let's talk about the 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 the, the actual EP, man. I want I want to hear like Yeah, but actually, you know what? I don't I don't want to to hijack the whole thing. So, uh Jordan, uh I think I explained to you earlier, but so with the podcast, we used to have a third a third member of the podcast who was a, a therapist. So we used to have two shows. Like we'd have the entertainment show, which is our main okay. show. And then like we do like Mental Wellness Mondays. So the doctor who was in charge of Mental mm-hmm. Wellness Mondays passed away suddenly this morning. So that's why like even I was okay. telling you like we're a little all over the show because we're just obviously dealing with the grief, but then also the logistics and everything else. Because normally when we'd record like seven to eight would be her slot. And now you, you, we're now like, what do we do during this time? So it's kind of like thrown off the vibe a little. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. your music will, will give us will give, will give us a, a breath of fresh air. Mm. I think maybe let's start even with air because that's that's my jam. That's my favorite that's as well. My, that's my jam. Yeah. That's my jam. Yeah. Here's my point. <laughs> Wait, can we hear what his his favorite is, man? We'll get to it then. Are, are we interviewing you, Phil? Yes. <laughs> but what is your favorite song from the project and why? Um, this is this is like picking your favorite child. Uh, very problematic. But we all have one. Uh, right. We all have a favorite child. I think one. I think River River is my favorite because like it was the most it was mo- the most challenging to bring together because like um the traditional music this side it has a certain like rhythm and like tempo that it moves to mm-hmm. so like I wanted. To- Way to make that and sort of urban alliance because, like, I think one of the things in Bufana is like they've got strong cultural music, but like you see, like how Nigeria has always had Afrobeat and like they found a way to like keep updating it and updating it. Uh, Bufana doesn't really have a lot of musicians that are taking the sound from here and like making it urban and like seeing different ways to like keep evolving it and keep living on. Um, so like, like I think it was very experimental for me in that sense where I was just like, I want to see how I can make this relevant to, let's say, like an international market at the same time, sticking to, to sticking to who I am as an individual musically, but like also just taking from that and just appreciating what it has to offer. Mm. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, it's like taking Sungura, Philip, and then adding a trap beat to it. Mm, maybe calling it trap soup. <laughs> Speaking of Sungura, I'm actually going to do a lot of stuff with Sungura because, like, uh, I want to explore my, my inside music. My so man. You said you're doing a lot of stuff with who? Right? Oh, so he, he said he's going to do a lot of Sungura and explore his Zim side. Oh, nice, 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 nice. I've, I've, I've got the perfect people to, to connect you with. Yeah, you just get chess on the phone, Papa. Small thing. No, oh, man. Oh, nice. <laughs> get chess. <laughs> we, need the, we need the new, the young'uns. You know what I'm saying? We link him up with Tanto Wavy. No, we link him up with Mark Ngwazi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame people for disappointing you. I blame yourself for trusting. No, I actually... I... What's that, sorry? I feel like there's an exclusive... I actually want you to sample that song. I just... Boom, go ah, for it, man. Do I it. didn't know... I can get you the clearance. Don't worry, I'll get you the clearance. One time. I'll get you the clearance. Quick, quick. I like that. <laughs> so yeah we, we're going to take a little break I think since you said River's your favorite I think we'll, we'll save that to the end but let's just give the listeners okay. a, a little sample let's play air 
And then I think and no war. I mean that's the one that he samples Tuku. Or not yeah. samples Tuku but like mm-hmm. influenced by Tuku. So yeah, let's, let's do air first, man. Dude, the latest on this jam. This is dope. This is fire. Ah, dude, I can't believe people don't know about this guy. <laughs> now nah, we fixing it. We fixing it, man. We fixing. We're gonna make sure people know. Make sure people know. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, tell us, man. What are your plans? What are your plans? Like, how, how big is your team? Who are you working with? What, what are the plans for the next two, three years? Because this, this sound needs to be global. How are you getting it global? Um, so I think one of the biggest challenges that I've faced is that um, in Mugana, there's nobody who's really doing it like that. So especially even when I started making music, I had to start figuring things out by myself. Um, so like you realize you start, you're making your own blueprint. I mean, like you're walking into certain, certain deals that like aren't the best and like nobody did say, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. Uh, maybe don't try this try this and try that. Um, so I think I'm just at that point where I'm trying to sort of figure things out myself as how I can get myself out there. Um, and also, like a lot of people decide I really just, they they aren't on their A game, let me, put, let me put it like that. And like, it's very hard to get people to be on your team when you're sort of like, you're trying to push everybody and say, hey, let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, it gets very exhausting. So I've been trying to see how to build a team um, from outside mm. uh, of people in the same mindset as me. Um, because man, like, I really want, I'm going to be the biggest artist in the world. Um, and yeah, I need people like who feed me that energy, need that energy, you know. Mm. Um, so like right now, it's just been me like getting people to help here and there. But like, I wouldn't say this uh, there's a solid structure as of yet, uh, just because I basically haven't found the right people for it. So, like, still looking out and trying, trying to formulate that. Mm. Okay. Right. Look, Phil has some openings. Um, uh, I think, yeah, you and Phil should probably work together. I think mm. it's got to be. Uh, it's got a bit of free time. You got a bit of free time right now. You could, you could help him out. <laughs> You like his music. You like his music. He's looking for people to join his team. You got some free time. Let's go for it. Let's do it. 
apart from the structure <laughs> of your team or whatever. So you say like you you want this energy of being the biggest artist in the world. Have you figured any uh, steps to get to that uh, uh, um, to that you know obviously very lofty goal? What what are you what are you going to be doing? What are you doing in twenty twenty three? What are you doing in January and February? You know what I mean. Um, so like I've got a layout of what I want to do, but like also just also the reality being because like I'm in such a small market, then comes the challenge of resources I have access to um, that become a limitation. Yeah. If I have this big goal to attain, if I don't have the resources to back it up, like it can be a good plan, but like execution might be a problem. So then now I can't make commitments because I can't guarantee that I will have those resources at a certain point in time. Um, so I think also that's the thing that I'm trying to figure out where I'm trying to get the resources that I need um, to execute all this stuff and just be as on the ball as possible, you know. Mm. But like the, the, the biggest problem is not the discipline or the work ethic or the work ethic. It's just, you know, just having the resources to be able to say like, if I need to do A, B, C, and one, two, three, I don't have to think about a lot of things I've got access to everything and I think mm. to it. Alright, well, I, yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. You know, I, I like, you're saying all the right things. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Look, I mean, <laughs> the good thing obviously is, is that the good music will always shine through as well anyway. So, I mean, I, I, get, I, I completely get your, you know, your, I get your chat about resources. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. But yeah. I wouldn't, like, man, you'll be good. You'll be fine, man. This is fire music. Mm. Yeah, don't, don't, just don't, just needs to land in front of a couple of ears and bam, next thing you know. Don't worry, don't worry. Like, not 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 to brag or anything, you know. Not, to, but um, the fact that that you 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 landed on our ears and the people that sent me mm. your stuff and the people that have already showed your stuff to and we're like, yo, this is real. The, the right people are already hearing your stuff. Trust me. Don't worry. We you, you are gonna <laughs> you're, you're gonna be testament to what we call the two BT bump. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Dan kind of alluded to it earlier, but everyone who ever comes on this podcast, after the podcast, is just... Look, we're not saying it's because of us. No. I mean, we wouldn't be so arrogant as to ever say that. I mean, some people say it. Look, I mean... <laughs> I mean, who are we to? You know what I mean? But but uh, we are, we're movers and shakers. We're movers and shakers. But I, I definitely think... What, what One thing I'll say, um, especially for the purpose of this interview, is don't ever look at your surroundings as a limitation. Look at it as an advantage. So even with the artists that are now working within Zim, they all want to go international. And I'm like, yeah, that's where the money is. That's where the audience is. Use where you are now as a cheap testing ground because you can make mm-hmm. mistakes now to a small audience, figure out what needs to be touched up. And by the time you're in the limelight, you're already way more polished than everyone else. Plus, you get access to a It's cheaper for you to grow here. Or it's cheaper for you to go in Botswana because, excuse me, your competition is less. So that's the strategy that we've been using. It's like, Zim, your cost and time to get to 100,000 followers is a lot cheaper than it is for your cost and time to get to 100,000 followers in South Africa or even West Nigeria where there's an intense amount of competition. So don't, don't, don't be limited by that. Use that as, okay, bet. This is where I am now. And you're actually in a, in a very strategically advantage, advantageous thing. I, I don't know. Like, do you speak Setswana? Uh, not really. I can, I can speak enough to get by. But there you go. So you've, you've already got an advantage over Zimax that 
even though you might have a smaller population, you've got an advantage that they don't have. Is you got access to the Tetsuana Belt, so you can go all the way from Mafeking, all the way down to Pretoria, and tap even tap into Joburg and Gauteng. No one else can do that. And you've got the blueprint. You don't have to go far. Just look at what Black Vulcanite and Seho did. You know what I mean? You've got you got people from bots that that tapped into those audiences and have done it. And Seho is the perfect example. You've even featured one of the dudes, Vizo. Vizo was kind of on that tip. Vizo had broken into the SA hip-hop scene. I'm not too sure what happened, but v- Vizo also understands the game to that respect. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of places you can tap in, a lot, a lot of ways you can you can work it. So don't look at it as a as a as a limitation, look at it as an advantage. Just flip the script and be like, I bet. This is where I am now. This is where I want to go. Let me see how I can tap into these different avenues. Let me let me sharpen the sword so that when you are placed against these other guys, they they might have a bigger audience, but you've done 300 shows and they've got 100. You've already figured out everything that needs to be figured out. And that I keep coming back to this. The reason why I kept asking you about your live shows is if you can translate this EP into a dope live set, <laughs> we're printing money. Printing! <laughs> Printing money. <laughs> Especially like those key changes. If you can do those key changes on air, live, <sighs> you better get a bag to collect all the bras, my guy, because the bras are just being... <laughs> I'm just saying, like, for real, though, like like a, a, a Saturday afternoon, a Sunday afternoon, or e- early evening, you know, with the, with the right crowd, and then this is what's playing. Oh, man. Mm. No, no, but but definitely, you know what? Uh, we're definitely going to have another conversation. I'm going to, I'm going to hit you up when we're done recording. I'll hit you up when you're free. Um, there's lots to discuss. Um, I was actually on a call with with someone from Botswana, so I'm going to be in Botswana sometime soon. Um, right. I definitely won't need to link with you. I definitely want to see what we can do because I'm going to do something. I'm dead because I know. <laughs> Ah, you're killing the game right now. You're killing it. I, I love sonically. This is probably the most blown away I've been in a long time. Where I've, where I've, I think it's you and Jackie. You and Jackie are the only artists where I've gone from not knowing you to oh my god, how did I not know about this? <laughs> so yeah, big shout out, big shout out. Really appreciate it. Nah, no, no, man. Shout out to you. So let's let's sample let's sample. Um, when, when, no war. Let's sample no war. Uh, and then at the end of the like at the end of the show, we'll put uh, River. Definitely. So, as we load up No War, Jordan, where can people get on you at the socials? I'm Jordan Muzi and Oman. Alright. So, you see that? Unified the socials. Easy to find. Jordan Muzi. Nice. That, and that's Muzi. M-O-Z-Z-Y. M-O-O-Z-Y. Sorry. M-O-O-Z-Y. Wait. What is Muzi short for? What does it stand for? So, my surname is Muzenda. So, uh-huh. like a lot. Of- uh-huh. Ah, he's a. Pr- ah, you can't even hide. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't even hide. <laughs> I'm killing my babu, usadaro, usadaro. Sipe la tomato, sipe la chonicho. Come to me, come to me, come to me, no wow. Come to me, come to me, come to me, no wow. Come to me, come to me, come to me, no wow. Come to me, come to me, come to me, no wow. 
shouting? Can we tap it out shouting? You know I can live it out you. Why we go be live it out here? I did try you, I did try you. Say no to God, but you got it. No, no, too many eyes watching. Listen, man. Uh, both Phil and I are enjoying your music. I, I'm gonna see if I can. I, I'm also gonna see if I can plug it into Zim Radio as well. Nah, don't don't worry. We'll sort that out. Yeah, I'll hit you up. Just 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 prepare your radio edits and thing. We'll, we'll sort that out. Quick, quick. That's a that's a quick fix. No doubt, no doubt. Dan, yeah, don't don't implicate yourself. Dan cannot help you on radio. He can't. No, I mean I'm gonna put you in touch with the people that can. Is what I meant. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna use your position to influence radio play in any form of fashion, <laughs> right, Dan? Because that would not be proper. That right? would be. That's no, no. Yeah. What I look like? Some kind of corrupt person, yeah. Because one thing Dan is not is a corrupt station manager. <laughs> Absolutely no, not. No, he is not. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Well, whoever's thinking that this is not a joke, this is a joke. Okay. Okay. Phil is joking. Yes. <laughs> Guys, Dan is upstanding. Okay. <laughs> Jordan Muzi, man, thank you very much for coming onto the show. It was a pleasure to actually meet you. Your music is dope. I love this. I love this EP. How, how do you say it? De, de, de Grasse. Or De Grace. De Grace. De Grace. Are you kidding me saying it? Coup de Grasse. Mm. What, what, if it, what if it's a play? On the other grace, the great it's like mm. degrade, but mm. with grace, the grace. Mm. Stay woke, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Or the don't allow race to degrade you. The mm. grace, <laughs> I see, man, it's layers on layers. It's like an onion. Nice, nice. I know, Jordan. This is not the first or the last time you're going to be on the show. Trust and believe. We're going to get you back soon because this is this is this is dope. Really, and I, I just like the work here. Like, you know, Dan, you see, you see, you see the 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 attention to detail. Like, you made sure the lighting mm, was mm, on point. He made sure the, the wardrobe was there. You know, he's building the brand. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Brand building. It's those point. small things. Those small things that go a long way. We like it. We like it, man. Good looking out, man. All right. Big shout out, big shout out, big shout out, man, my guy. I'll hit you up after this. Um, yeah, there's a lot to discuss, man. I'm, I'm really happy with this project, man. You got a lot of potential. It's going places. Like it. Thank you so much. All right, bless, my G. Nice one, bro. For sure, for sure. Bless. <laughs> I mean, bye. That's dope. Man. Sure. Shout out to Jordan Muzi. And and if you if you are looking for like I don't know, it's like that, it's like a really it's a really dope fresh sound. I love it. I love it. I, I will be putting him onto my playlists. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. So um you wanna start attacking these talking points? Wanna take a break? What you gonna do, Dan? Ah, look, let's uh, a lot of things happened. We we'll talk a little bit about stuff, but I think it, well, let's make the main focus of this of this show, uh, Dr. Nyorai. So I figure we. I, can... I I don't. I think next week should probably because this is very fresh. We haven't really had a chance. I I would like to. I think what would be nice and what I requested for in the group was like for people to share their favorite moments and to share like um, voice notes. We we're actually getting quite a few um, tributes already on social yep. media. So I'd like to collate all those audio tributes into something um, that we can then share. So for now, I think it's still very new, still very raw. Um, what we are waiting for is just information from her family about um, where people are gathered because a lot of people have been asking that and, and how to contribute. I don't want to jump the gun and I obviously um, want to be 
as respectful as possible. So once we have that information, we will share it with you guys. Um, but for now, I think if you do want to pay tribute to Dr. Nirai, if you do want to help, I still also need to have a conversation with the rest of the team at White Love and Thrive. I'm sure they're all still in shock and still dealing with a lot. Um, if you do want to support the work, like I said, you can still send through money. Just cl- please clearly mark it and say this is for mental health or mental wellness support because we do have people who were getting ongoing care. And this is in the form of therapy sessions or in the form of medication. Um, there are some people I don't have the information. So that's why even in the notice we put out, I asked if you were receiving this, please get in touch because for people's uh, privacy and security, I, I didn't want that information that that's for a, a professional to have. So we are going to have to have to figure out how to transfer that information from Dr. Nyerai because she was the only person who had it, not even the team at White to Love and Thrive had that information. Um, and then maybe sitting down with Dr. Nell and the rest of the team to figure out who else can assist and provide those services. So um, that's the first thing. Um, but yeah, as you guys might know, mental wellness support is costly. So if you're able to support in that way, we'd really appreciate it because... As Dan joked about earlier, right now I don't have I don't have money to come out of pocket right now. So yeah, yeah, and uh, look, also me, you know, I need I, I now need two signatures. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it needs to be countersigned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is. You know how it is. You know. I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm very. Soon. <laughs> but I, I might be joining you soon. We'll see. Joining me in what? No, oh no, wait, whoa, not like that, Dan. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. I'm setting down, Dan. Hey, these streets, ugh, the streets, the ghetto. I mean, this is half a joke, and I joke about it all the time, but geez, I'd be watching the streets and I'd just be like, man, that looks exhausting. Are you guys okay? Are you guys a rock in the streets there? Mm. Are you rock? <laughs> ah, it looks. Sure. Hi. <laughs> No, you know, like in times, in times like this, like where I've been dealing with so much anxiety and so much stress, you actually—it's very easy where when things are really bad, you can now easily start to ascertain. Wait a minute, this person is adding so much. This person is not, you know. And sometimes they they, intentionally they might be trying to help, but they just don't know how to help, Mm -hmm. and and it's through no fault of theirs. (laughs) And it's not—it's not being shady or snarky. It's just like you didn't start realizing. But then the other thing is like, yo, like, I'm in my mid-30s now. Wait, I think music is still playing. Yeah, music is still playing. Sorry. Like, I'm in my mid-30s. I don't have the time and energy to get to know you. Like, I don't have the time sure. and energy to play that game. <laughs> like, what's your favorite color? That's a, the thought of that. What's your favorite color? Just the thought of that gives me so much anxiety. Yo. Oh, and, 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 why do and, you like? Oh. oh and not, not even that. Like, Dan, like, you and I have worked really hard to, to build Things, you know what I mean? Now, we have things to lose. And now you've got to worry like, yo, will I lose the things by divulging to this person? I don't know. You know what I mean? Philip. Hmm? No. Ah, the streets. Mm -mm. Mm, Guys, because because I'll I'll be seeing, I'll be seeing on the timeline, like, people will just be exposing chats, they'll be exposing private items, they'll be joining challenges, and then it's, you you know how, I don't think people realize how easy it is. Like if you divulge a clue about your, even your hookup in week one of January and I follow you and then you reveal another clue 
about the same person, but you might not think they're related in week three of January. Then you release another clue in week two of February. You've given me enough information where, like, if I know what I, I know about, I can start pinpointing, oh, wait a minute, that's you with so-and-so. Mm. And I, I, sometimes I wonder, do people realize how easy it is to connect the dots? <sighs> it's once upon a time, the thought of the thrill of the chase and whatever sounded exciting. Oh, you know, I remember you know, being young then, ooh, meet someone, you know, you start talking. Hey, the thought of that now just sounds... Sure. Dan, and I think I, I spoke to you about this, but it, it, it's been an ongoing thing. Like, uh, ah, you're married. We can talk about it now. Your, your wife should know who you were before. But, <laughs> and it's like, we, 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 we just came out of it. So 10 years ago, December in Zim was a thing. And, and and it's not just like come home, turn up. No, no, no. December and Zoom was that. Plus, I've got a roster of 20. And that's not an exaggeration. We have a, and we were like, yo, and we were honest. Guys, listen, you're not the only girl I'm talking to. They're like, we don't care. I'm only here for a couple of weeks. You know what I mean? I never did that. Let's do it. Dan, don't lie. Are you forgetting the reason why we started Quad T? Was so that people would stop crossing swords. <laughs> Is that what y'all were doing? That's not what I was doing. <laughs> no, there was, I won't mention the other members of this group, but there was a time Dan and I formed a group and, and some and other people. And the, the sole purpose of this group was we realized that women. <laughs> no, Phil, that was not the no, purpose no, no, of no, the no, group. Let me finish. But we realized there was an added benefit. No, that but we realized women are just as foul, <laughs> if not more foul than men, because women would come and they'd be like, ah. My God, a hit list. My hit list. And the weird thing is the hit list would all be the friends. And so it would be, be all of us. And we're all friends. And then by happenstance, we then happen to realize, wait a minute. Well, see, she's talking to me. She tapped you. You tapped her. She's talking to me. Wait a minute. She's lining us up like, like bowling. Like we're bowling balls right here. So we had to form this group and we had to share. Like today, Rosta Young Yaga dying. This is my agenda. This is my plan. GGGG. So <laughs> it's years ago, so we can talk about it. It's fun. Like it's, it's fun to reminisce. But yeah, so that's what December gym used to be. December gym used to be wild times. And we'd look forward to like, oh, snap. And keep in mind, I used to stay in Mutari. So I would have to like. Man, I was looking forward to going out and drinking a little too much. I, I, you I was, were I really. Was and remember then, like, I, like I, 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 would, I would work in Mutari. I travel a lot. Plus, I lived just in Mozambique. So whenever I'd land. I would land with like a case of Shivas, a case of Absolute. I don't think Ciroc, the first few ones, I don't think Ciroc had even been out yet. Um, but I would just, I, I would literally drive up to H like I was, like I was selling, like I had a bottle store, like with, with, with a truck full of booze. Just so everyone would have a good time. You know what I mean? We, you know, everyone was, was, was enjoying themselves. And, you know, a lot of debauchery was happening. Nothing crazy, but, you know, we were young in our early 20s doing a lot of crazy things. The thought of that now is scary. Not, not, not even exhausting. Scary. Where I'm like, no, you want me to, what? And no, like these days when I receive a thirsty, like or I receive a risky text, you know, like those out of the blue risky texts mm. where in the big, like years ago, you'd be flattered like, oh, you know, like we follow each other. We've maybe spoken. Oh, that's how you feel about me. Ah, 
ah, you know, I feel good about myself because, you know, you obviously find me like, I'm scared. I'm like, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. no, I'm good. Okay. And so that's what I mean is just some discretion. Uh, but yeah, let, 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 in fact, let's touch on it. Let, let, let's let's now speak to the evolution. Mm. Dan, you've evolved. You know, I you, mean, you've gone, you've you've gone from from that growth mm, to mirage, growth to 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 um, how, tell us, how's married life to you? Look, um, married life is amazing so far. Mm-hmm. I keep waiting for because everyone's like. Everyone always says, like the moment, everyone who's already married and everyone who, from just before marriage to the day of the wedding to just after, they're always like, hey, it's going to be hard, eh? Like the first year, whew, it's going to be tough. Yeah, so, she has a move, dear. Don't worry. The moment she <laughs> no, 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 I know. But I mean, like, that has been going on constantly by almost everyone. So now it's almost like you're on, you know, like you're on tenterhooks, like you're walking on eggshells, like, it's about to be tough. I, I mean, obviously, realistically, I know that it's gonna, it's gonna be tough living with someone else and all of that. But geez, I mean, everyone has, everyone has made it seem like it's gonna be hell on earth. But so far, mm. it's excellent, lovely, mm. beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. When does she land? Um, soon. I work permitted. Couple of weeks. Couple of weeks. I work permitted. She's still technically a resident of South Africa and will continue working there just remotely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But no, but she's working here. Why did I work permit? No, no, no. <laughs> she's on holiday here. Her <laughs> primary home. residence is South Africa. We're <laughs> <laughs> doing all our papers correctly. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, before we started recording, Dan was just complaining about it, about Zim. And I was just like, ah, wait. But love, love conquers all. No, no, but the thing is, you know, no, but I think part of part of like the reason why like even like I've had these revelations is I also realized um I have the benefit of because I've lived such a what's the word? I'm, varied, diverse, um Yeah, I've 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 got a lot of life experience. It's it it teaches you a lot of things. And the thing is like if you have all that experience and you don't learn from it, it's wasted experience. And that's probably one of the benefits of also being in therapy. It's like, you know this for yourself, Dan. There's things I would do five years ago that I would never do now because I'm like, yo, I've done that before. I've put my hand on the stove. I've been burnt. Why would I do that again? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There, there, there sometimes I'll, I'll even have conversations with, with a woman and I'll just be like, listen, we're not going to do this because, and I'll explain to her five steps. This is going to happen and 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 this is going to happen. So there's no need for us to even start here because this is going to happen. And sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll push back and I'm like, okay, eat And then when, you, when, it, when this happens, what's the joke? And nine times out of 10, as I predicted, it happened. And it's because, yo, I've been through this before. And I think that's also the advantage with you getting married at the age you got married is if you get married at, I, personally me, like I can't, Im- I can't, like knowing what I know now, I can't imagine why anyone would get married in their 20s. It makes no sense. What? You know nothing. <laughs> like you have no life experience. You have no relationship experience. You don't know what it's like to have difficult conversations. You don't know what it's like to be rejected. Or you don't know what it's like to have the fear of rejection and then understand, actually, no, there's someone that's, that's not going to reject me that's going to... I have a theory for on that though. Uh, How do you learn those things? Through experience. Through experience with someone. Yeah. So 
there's basically two ways that it can go. On the one hand, you can learn it with random people and hurt each time and potential problems and issues and so on. Or you can learn those same lessons with the same person. But that's only... Of course, don't, don't get me wrong. It's, I'm not viewing it as better. I actually agree with you. I don't think people, I don't think you should get married in your 20s. Or at least, at the very least, not your early or mid-20s. Reach your 30s. But if you happen to get married, I don't think it's too much of a difference. I think you still have the opportunity to learn those lessons. The difference is when you're single and if, if you happen to learn those lessons destructively, I mean, you're just going to split up with the person. So, you, you know, you don't, you don't have to have that same sort of mindset when you're actually married. But there's plenty of people who have built successful marriages that still had to learn those same lessons. The only difference is they learned, they learned all those lessons with one person. So all those lessons of how to communicate, how to have difficult conversations, how to handle rejection, how to all those things that we've, you've had to learn. It is possible to learn it with the same person that you're going to be with already. So I understand. I just don't think it's that much. But there's message. one big caveat is if you're able to learn those persons with the right person and the right yeah, person yeah. can be a, a lot of, of different course, things. Yeah. It's like someone with the patience and understanding. So, and you and I, the, the flip side of that is we've seen it where people get married young, they're in love and then they realize, Hey, this person has no compassion. This person has no understanding. This person doesn't sympathize with me. This person's racist. You know what I mean? And then eventually they, they, want to leave. Some of them can't leave because of the way society is structured. So like women, some women we know are still stuck in marriages that they, they can't leave. And that's heartbreaking. And then there are other women who leave because they they have some they have some sort of financial backing or they have a family they can support them. But even then, you're not a divorcee. And as sadly as a woman as a divorcee, that, that's already like a scarlet mark. Worse off if you're a divorcee with kids. Because now people are looking at it a totally different way. So there's things like that where because of that, obviously I made different decisions, but I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to make those decisions with minimal risk. Like the, the worst fallout from the mistakes I made was social media draggings and accusations. And, but ultimately, it's like, oh, hey, you know what? Actually, I made a mistake here. I'm never going to do that again. You know what? I was wrong for this. Let me apologize for that. This, I've learned my lesson. I'm never doing that again. Can, can you imagine, like, having to learn that and, there's families involved. Now you've got Tete coming to your house to say, I'm going to So that, that's, that's also valid. Like, especially, the thing is, if you happen to win the lottery and you end up with the right person, then you're good. But getting the maturity and experience and knowledge to find or select the right person obviously takes time and experience mm. to get there. I get that as well. But what I will say is no one is just the right person. No, I, I, I don't think that because there's, there's, there's now what, 6 billion people on the planet. I think there's, there's someone who meets the right criteria to a certain threshold. And then the rest you have to work on, the rest you have to compromise. Like the rest you realize, okay, maybe I can work on this person not washing the dishes, but uh, this person doesn't tie their shoelaces. I'm just going to have to live with the fact that this person doesn't tie their shoelaces. So I hear you. And it, it is a very surface level sort of look at things as, as in external issues, like 
this, this, this needs to meet my criteria. My point is like in general for like what's really important, those surface criteria things, it's fine. I mean, obviously everyone has things that they, that they view as deal breakers or not, but in the, in the, in the grand scheme of things, washing dishes, tying shoelaces and similar external things aren't that a, a big an issue. But what you said earlier about like someone is, doesn't have compassion, like, yo, this is, I mean, the person can pretend or do what society expects only so far. At some point, the real them is going to come out, right? Mm. So those huge issues like showing compassion, being kind, um, that kind of stuff, which is really important. No one automatically has that. Or even in some cases, let's say you've learned it when you were young or you learned it, whatever. There's certain other uh, um, qualities or, or personality traits or whatever that you have to develop over time. And my point is, the reason I'm bringing all of this up is on the one hand, I do see the wisdom behind take your time before getting married, get married older when you're more mature and you've experienced life a little bit and you've learned lessons. But on the flip side, don't expect that because you are older and you've made good decisions, you've now found a complete product. You found the, the exact spec that you want. Thank you very much for my Apple MacBook. It's got the exact specs I want. We're good to go from here. You're still going to have to learn all those qualities and all those personality traits and so on. So it's actually not that different because you still have to learn those things together. And in my opinion, a couple that gets married in their 20s, for example, I wouldn't, I would never recommend early 20s, but like say you're in your 20s and you get married. I still think maybe you're not fully mature, not fully experienced to, to, you know, to, uh, um, handle that important a relationship, but you're going to have to start learning at some point. And if you're learning together, there's a possibility of having a, a, an even stronger and better connection. But I still do think on the, on, on the, on the, on the, um, man, why is my vocabulary leaving me? Mm-hmm. What do you say when you're trying to say like, all things having been considered on the, you know, there's like all a, things being considered. No, there's like a there's like a phrase. Anyway, all things having been considered, <laughs> <laughs> there's a phrase. You know, on the yeah, I can't remember what it is. Yeah, something like that, but that's not the one. Mm-hmm. All things having been considered, yeah, I know you should you should absolutely wait. Don't get married in your early or mid twenties. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I was actually thinking about it, and I was I, I was I was. Uh, I was a little teary-eyed, you know, there at the ceremony. And I was, I was thinking, and we're joking. So it was myself. Um, I think it was Sherman, was Fuzz. Uh, yeah, and we, were, we were just cracking jokes about how Dan has changed. Oh, and um, Tam. And I was just like, you know, guys, I've lived with Dan for... It's now been, what, six years? It was six years. I think six, six years living with you. Five, six years? Time moves up. And you know, the annoying thing also is, like, before and after the wedding in Harare, everyone will be, so your boy got married. How do you feel about that? I'm like, I'm happy. <laughs> but he's not going to be your boy. Like, do you guys think we showered together? I, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> there was that aspect, right? And then, like, at the wedding now, for example, especially like with Dan's side of the family, because this was the, their first time meeting me. So, like, it was, it was either Tam or Tony um, or your, mom, your mother-in-law that were introducing me. Oh, you mean Taz's side of family? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry, Taz's side. I mean my wife's side. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> sorry, Taz's side of the family. 
Um, and they would always be like, no, yeah, this guy does the podcast. Right? That's the podcast guy. I'm just like, yo, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm a fully formed human being, guys. <laughs> like I, I, I have all hopes and aspirations and dreams of my own, you know. <laughs> the podcast guy. <laughs> yeah, he does a podcast with, yeah, he does a podcast with Dan. Yeah, yeah. And then, and, and <laughs> <laughs> then I think he comes in. So we had the reception and then, so... You know, let me tell the story from the beginning. Let me tell, let me tell from my side. Mm. So, Dan is obviously getting married. He sends me the location. I'm like, I bet. I look it up. I'm like, ah, this is remote. If I'm going to this wedding, I definitely need to hire a car because I've been to Cape Town before. This is far from Cape Town. So, I'm doing my budget. I'm like, yay. <laughs> Ooh, this is not a cheap, this is not a cheap wedding. But, you know, it's my boy. But I'm also trying to be fiscally responsible. So, I just hit him up. I'm like, yo, Dan, I might not be able to come to your wedding. But obviously, I want to, because you're my boy, I want to share the special moment with you. Chowi, chowi, chowi. I made the decision a day before. I was like, screw it. I'm not missing this. Mm. Day before a flight. It's not the best time to buy a ticket. So I buy, I buy a ticket. I'm not going to mention how much. The ticket was, was substantial. I booked the car. I booked the, uh, I booked the Airbnb. Dope. Come down. It's not cheap. So on the flight... Um, I think I saw someone familiar, and then as as we're collecting our bags, oh no, as we we're going to the the terminal from the flight, someone just taps me back, like, "Hey, are you Phil?" I'm like, yeah, I'm Phil. So like, oh, what are you doing in Cape Town? Are you for Dan's wedding? I'm like, yes. I'm like, you do the podcast, Dan. So I'm like, so why did you ask me all this preamble? You know why I'm here. Like, what are the odds of me catching a flight a day before Dan's wedding? I mean, you know, Phil. You know, sometimes you if you're trying to make conversation, you don't just say, "I know why you're here." You know, you have to like, oh, oh. <laughs> so, and she's, she's playing it quick. She's like, yo, um, I'm staying in Simonstown because that's it. Dan got married in Simonstown. Do you mind giving me a lift there? So I'm like, I right, cool, you know, whatever. I just don't know this person. So I just verify with Dan, yo, like, am I going to get stabbed? So Dan was like, I ah, know good people. Don't worry. Come through. And I'm like, I bet. So I'm like, I right, cool. Do you have a line? No. Um, you go to an Airbnb, right? Yeah. Did you get groceries? No. Uh, do you have water? No. Like, okay, we need to. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm driving this person to the mall, getting all the stuff, getting them sorted, this, then the third, whatever. Cool. Get there. We land. Meet up with Dan and Dima. We make fun of Dima. Yo, do you know how many people were in my DMs upset with me for making fun of Dima? <laughs> Guys, I, I tried to explain this. You, you guys don't understand how insufferable, <laughs> how insufferable Dimitri was during the crypto boom. He was insufferable. And every time we'd ask him basic questions, he would give us typical crypto bro answers. So it's not schadenfreude. It's a little short and fright, but it's also just like, but my man, these are questions we asked you months ago. No, no. The, the real reason, Philip, <laughs> was because some part of you felt like, I, I feel like I'm missing out. No. Some small part of you. No, not really. So, and to be fair, like, I always, I always, the questions I had about crypto remain the same. And I've explained this to you before, like, the time where I regret not getting in on crypto was 2017, when there was a real boom and I just didn't have the the, um, the disposable income mm. to invest, and I saw people making real money there. But I, even then, I knew this is this is this is short money. And then now you you have to ask yourself: Is like, do you feel comfortable making money 
when you know you might be taking that money from an unwitting innocent bystander. It's not like we're robbing the rich. With crypto, you might be robbing the rich, but there's a very real likelihood that you're scamming the poor as well, inadvertently, you know what I mean? And that didn't sit right with my conscience. It's, it's part of the same conversation that I have with you. Where remember, like, there was a time I told you where someone offered me a wad of cash and I refused. And you're like, ah, but Philly, well, yeah, you're being a bit too, yeah, you, your morals are a bit too ardent. Ah, but, mm. And I was like, ah, but I, could, I couldn't sleep at night knowing I took that money. You know what I mean? And that's the same principle there. Hmm. So that's, that's, that's here, neither here nor there. So we go, we go out that night, have a good time, just catch up. I'm happy for my boy, get him some shots, this, then the third. Day of the wedding, I go out, get some breakfast. Um, so that's the thing I forgot to mention is, so where Dan decided to get married, it's like a very wealthy surfing town, but it's a very small <laughs> surfing town. So the Airbnb that I got, it's like the downstairs to a mansion. It's, it, it was beautiful, but it's, these guys are wealthy as F, right? So like, it's a, it's a, it's a three-story house. I'm on the bottom floor. Mm. And I've got, it's, it's, it's a closed-off section, everything. You know, it's not like they can walk in and walk out. Mm. The only thing I'll hear them is walking down the stairs when they go into the garage. Um, and they're all like middle-aged, wealthy people, and they surf clearly, and they were the surf attached. So when I meet up with them on the Saturday morning, I'm just like, hey, guys, um, thanks for hosting me. This is the third. Um, what's a good place to get breakfast? You know, I just want to, you know, I just want to do some exploring before the wedding because the wedding's in the afternoon, so I've got some time. He tells me to go to this place. I forget the name of the place. But I go to the spot and then I get there and I'm looking at the menu. I'm like, oh, snap, this is a vegan restaurant. <laughs> There's not even a hint of, they don't even pretend to have meat on the menu. <laughs> They've got like black maca smoothies. <laughs> And vegan egg scramble and uh, it's just uh, uh, <laughs> so do that. <laughs> and then I've got work to do, so I go back. I, I make sure I get some work done, and then now we've got to go to the spot. But then your homie's like, "Yo." Um, so the other thing is because Dan got married in a remote sp- spot, and I knew this because I looked. I looked at the map <laughs> for some reason. No one else at the wedding <laughs> looked at the map. <laughs> So only two people at the wedding had cars. <laughs> Everyone else thought Uber would have them. And they quickly realized there's no Uber in Simonstown. <laughs> no, shame. There was one Uber in the whole of time. And he's a Zim guy. And the guy was working overtime. <laughs> he's a Zimbabwean guy. I was like, huh, some Zimbabweans here, you know? Yo, Zim took over that town that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> the point, like to the point where it was so weird, there were more people from Dan's side <laughs> at the wedding in the Western Cape than the brides. No, they weren't. No, they were. the dif- The difference was actually because they were fifth. Well, I don't want to call anyone a crash. Huh? Oh, your cousin. They, they were fifty-four <laughs> people. <laughs> Dan, 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 but that's another thing. Ah, Dan, Scrooge McDuck over here. <laughs> I've never seen someone pinch pennies like Dan in my life. What do you mean? <laughs> ah, Dan, you can pinch a penny. What do you want me to ah, do? Ah, Dan, you can pinch a penny. Yo, <laughs> on your wedding day, my guy. You want me to have five billion people there? No ways. 
50p. Odds are lucky. The initial number was 40. <laughs> I was like, ah, no, we can't leave that. Ah, oh, no, we can't leave that person. Ah, oh, I can't leave that person. Oh, no, no, no. Anyway, there were 54 <laughs> people at the wedding. Um, I had less than, I had 25, I want to say. Well, okay. Uh, um, photographer plus assistant. Um, sound engineer. Um, yeah, I mean, doesn't belong to anyone. They were counted too. So yeah, I had less than half the people. Anyway, so I'm I'm the person with the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone's not hitting my papa with the car. So on that Saturday, um, I'm not going to mention everyone by name, but eventually other people managed to get cars. <laughs> so my 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 pickup list has halved, which is wonderful because I'm here for a wedding. I'm not here for to be a taxi. <laughs> But you know, shout out to Sherman. Sherman actually put fuel in the car. Good <laughs> that's that's low key calling everyone else out. <laughs> huh? That's low key calling everyone else out. Ah, uh, to be to be fair, ah, sorry, but guys, <laughs> can I go to Tengro? Can I land in that? No, so, Phil, it's a beautiful day. Everyone, and anyone else would have helped you out the same if you needed, if they were in the position, you know. No, I have no problem helping people. I genuinely don't. It's it's just more so like we haven't spoken, like. <laughs> It's just like it's literally. I'm just for the weekend. Like if, if obviously, I I understand. I'm like one of those people with the car. You you need the car. Cool, but I see you afterwards. You can't even go. Let me get your drink. <laughs> like we, we, we're still looking over the we're still looking over the bill and pulling out the phone and calculating. Okay, so Phil, you had uh, okay, so that's gonna be <laughs> guys. <laughs> Anywho, that's neither here nor there. I I still had a great time. So. I now have to go pick up Tam, right? And I don't mind picking up Tam, but because Simonstown is so remote, Google doesn't have a full understanding of which roads are working, which roads aren't. So Google sends me up the mountain, and then I'm supposed to come down the mountain and then like connect with the back road that can, where Tam is staying. That road is closed, like closed, closed. There's mm. like full construction, everything. Then it's like, no, okay, fine, go around this way. That road is closed too. So now I've got to go. I've literally like, okay, Google, you're, you're taking me around in circles. I'm going back home and starting with the road I know that I used yesterday. So that delays me by a good hour. And I'm annoyed because it's such an amazing scenic drive. That place is gorgeous, man. I would like, I'm driving and I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm like, I don't want to be late. And I'm, and I'm gunning it. But I'm like, yo, <laughs> if this was just a normal Sunday drive, I would be having the time of my life because this isn't. That place is beautiful, man. Like I've got some videos. It's gorgeous. If ever you had a chance to drive that road, it goes like, um, like for a short while, it's dangerous because you go you drive past like Mitchell's Plane when you're closer, like to Cape Town. Then you like move right, and then you like you go down. Um, uh, what's the name of that area? Um, Kalk Bay, Fishhook. Um, oh man, it's just such a beautiful drive, yo. Like it was gorgeous. I I was having such a wonderful time, and like. But obviously, I'm late. So, finally get to Tam, pick her up, uh, we get to the wedding. We're a little bit late, but not too late. Um, and then, so we missed we missed your lovely wife walking in with her, with the with bridal team, as they call it. Hey, so you were really late. Hey. No, yeah, because yeah, I understand you guys started late. <laughs> no, I mean, we, we can you, it's hard to actually remember. Because, I mean, I was just sitting there just like, oh my God, okay, what time? Uh, and that's actually the funny thing is... So I know I've known Dan 
for I don't even know you now that like 15 years I mean we like even before we were like friends we still kind of knew each other No but I think like like when I mm. knew you like no ngomzia I think I'm probably like 15 10 15 yeah And Dad and I have been in some hairy situations you know like situations <laughs> where not nothing too crazy but you know situations where some people would be nervous Dan is the definition of laissez-faire. I prefer cool, calm, and collected, but, you know. Dan is the definition of laissez-faire. And the funny thing is, other people were even complaining about your laissez-faireness. And I was like, oh, so it's not just me. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I don't think I'm out of turn to say it. I'll, I'll bring it up later. So I got to your wedding. So like, even here, like I'm driving. Look at this gorgeous view. Look at this. Ah. I couldn't even pull up my phone like when I was late. But anyway, so <laughs> we get there. Dan is now sitting with his wife. They're now getting a sterling talk. So I got there 30 minutes later. They're now getting a talk about pilots and co-pilots. And, you know, Dan is flying and she's got to give him the instructions. You know, it's, it's great. It's lovely. Powerful, powerful <laughs> talk, you know? And, you know, um, and then the funny thing is, <laughs> I don't know what You know, you see, so the, 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 the dude who actually, like the actual marriage officer, right? Mm. Who signs the paperwork and everything. Mm. He's like, now extend your right hand. Like, well, what part of the, okay. And you, he speaks to, to, to my wife, extend your right hand. Now mm. clasp each other's hands. Now shake once. <laughs> Did you just make us do a handshake? <laughs> like what? The, oh yeah. What? There was also a nervous moment with Dan. He wasn't sure if he could kiss his wife or not. Which was hilarious. So then like, then the other dude is like, dude, kiss your wife. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, we get the we get the talk. The funny thing is so like Nick is the usher. Mm. Dad, like I've met Nick a number of times. Mm. Like I've met Nick a number of times. <laughs> I I frequent Nick's business every week on multiple occasions. Granted, I'll be paying into his wife's account, but on multiple occasions when they don't have change, I do a transfer into his wife's account to pay <laughs> for the services I'll be receiving from their business. Does Nick not come to me? Hi, I'm Nick Kawi. <laughs> <laughs> And the funny thing is, everyone around Nick just starts looking at me. <laughs> even Dima, Dima, even Mike. Mike doesn't even live in Zim. Mike is confused. He's like, how do you not know Phil? <laughs> I'm like, hi, I'm Phil. Um, we've met a couple of times. And now I, I even name his kids. I'm like, yes, I've met your kids. And I know your wife. <laughs> She's over there, right? Isn't she? Yeah. I, I go to your business. <laughs> I usually get my hair cut by Taff. <laughs> There's times I've come in when I'm getting my hair cut and you'd, you'd wait in that sofa on the couch or the chair so that Taff would finish with me so that he could cut you. <laughs> Shame, man. And then the rest of the wedding is like, I oh, feel I'm so sorry. I, didn't, I, didn't mean it. I know, Phil, I know. Sorry, I feel it's a long way gone, Phil. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, I mean, you know, he's, he's about to have another child. Yeah. So, yeah. So, congratulations. Baby brain, that. baby brain. <laughs> he's got baby brain. Well, I imagine it's quite stressful. But yeah, so anyway, so we get to the wedding and I'm seeing this and I'm just like, wow. You know, and now, now I'm playing back a lot in my head. I'm playing back um, all the false starts. I think that's a good way to put it in, in Dan's life. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, and I've, I've met Taz a couple of times, but, you know, we haven't really spent, you know, a lot of time together. You know what I mean? 
QT. But I'm also just thinking like how how Taz has changed Dan. Because and the funny thing is, like, I was joking about this before I even left with, with another friend. Simba. There was a time I was with Simba. And we're talking about, yeah, no, no, next week I'm going to Dan's wedding. And then Simba's like, no, I've got to go to Kenya for a cousin's wedding. And we're just laughing about, like, how marriage changes people. And I'm like, ah, dude, Dan is not going to the gym willingly. <laughs> and we all just started bursting and laughing. Because we know Dan. I used to go to the gym. Dan, you used to go to the gym because there's no water at home because there's no power. <laughs> You'd only go to the gym to shower. <laughs> You'd go to the gym to pretend to work out for five minutes and then you'd shower. <laughs> Am I lying? That's not completely accurate. <laughs> and now we're like, yo, my man's is legitimate. Like, yeah, dude, I remember like, when he started dating her, I would just hear grunts from the bedroom and I'd be wondering what's going on. Only to find out Dan is doing a 100 day squat challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, here's lying? how bad it was. Am I lying? We were on FaceTime doing squat. squat. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? You know what? I can't even hate. I mean, look, look, at, look, at, look at what she's done for this man. I'm like, yo, before I knew Dan, the only poetry Dan would ever recite to me would be Nas verses. Every Friday night at 7 p.m. Without fail. My... Dan, who knew Edgar Allan Poe was? No, I, no. Okay, okay. Look. Look. <laughs> so for those of you who are not familiar with the story, when I first started speaking to my now wife, she was super into poetry and she had organized um, like a poetry night. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the same way like people have like book clubs and whatever. Mm-hmm. She had like a little poetry club where everyone would share a poem. And I mean, I was like, you know what? Hey, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, Poemize. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. After all, I was super into literature. For your own information, I really did like Edgar Allan Poe mm-hmm. when I was in high school. So <laughs> when it was mandated reading, <laughs> no, no, not, not when you could read on your own free time. When it was mandated as part of the syllabus. <laughs> so uh, I was actually telling her now. Now, when the when the when the when the the signatures were now secure, I was now, like, "Listen, are you gonna be honest? I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Those poems that I did, I want you to know how I did them." Mm. I did it like a mathematical equation, yo. My man was using ChatGPT. <laughs> Speaking of which, I, I I did I like I used chat like ChatGPT. You know, like write me a, a cute poem for my wife. But no, back then you know what I was doing. I would literally, okay, this is the, we, we, how it worked. Was we we're all given a topic, and you could either find a poem from one of your favorite like you know mm-hmm. poets, or you could do your own poem that's around a very loose topic, and then we all share it and mm-hmm. share notes and no no no. And it was very nice, like during lockdown. Anyway. Um, uh, um, I told like I would literally I had an Excel document <laughs> with the list of rhyming words round about a certain po- a certain topic, and then I would have Wikipedia open on the side explaining types of poems. So like, okay, so here we have a sonnet. All right, uh, there needs to be this many this words this in this so line. Pathetic. Oh my god! And 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 I'll put it all together. Bam! I tell it, it took me like four five days just to like. This is this is the sentiment I want to express. These are the words I need to use. It needs to end in a word, either this or this. And then, 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 bam, poem put together. And people were like, wow, that's beautiful. Wow. Meanwhile, you're mathematizing it. I mean, it was fun, though. I mean, uh, Dan GPT over here. One day, you know what? You know what? As a treat to our Patreon members, I will share a poem per week in the mm, Patreon that group. You, that you used to bag. I use these poems to bag my wife. You're welcome. But they I mean, the notes I was looking at, I was like, ah, but for sure. But then also he begged them, bam, because ah. 
Does she not also look at him and she's like, how, why am I dating down? I mean, I don't want to talk too much about the dynamics of our relationship, but I will talk about this. I, sometimes I, I'm like, did I, did I use witchcraft or something? Because <laughs> she looks at me and she'd be like, she speaks as if I'm the catch. You know what I mean? But, but, but then, then you're a man. I have, I have a somewhat okay. healthy sense of self-esteem. No, but let me, let me put you this way. Then. Okay. Are, are you, are you gainfully employed? Of course. Okay. No, that's not <laughs> yes. Are you gainfully employed? Yes, I am. Okay. Have you ever beaten a woman? I have never. Okay. Only at FIFA. Ha ha! Mm. Do you... Gender-based violence is not funny. I'm sorry for making a joke. Do you bathe regularly? I do. Do you have children? No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you able to sustain your living expenses? I am. Somehow. Mm. Do you consider yourself a good I... lateral thinker? Yeah, I do. Mm. Do you have friends that are not criminals? Look, I get where you're going with this. And I was about to say, I do. Con- I have a, a somewhat healthy self-esteem in my opinion. I do think I have, mm-hmm. you know, a lot to offer. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's very healthy to consider who is, the, who is the better, who is the not and whatever, whatever. No, but, but I mean, when we're standing next to each other, like, no, but it's a fact. I mean, come no, on. I think the, the biggest thing working against you, which I am still struggling to wrap my head around this. Une green bomb. Yeah, yeah, ish. And you know what she said? Okay, no, <laughs> let me not put it on black. <laughs> okay, no, 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 okay. No, no, let me. <laughs> no, we'll let it out. Edit it out. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, so, any woman, no matter where she's from, if she's got a, a squad of people that care about her, those people immediately become Benoit Blanc. Yeah. Poirot. Well, I do declare. They, Speaking it, of which, that movie is amazing. I loved it. It's uh, so, the thing is, like, it's terrible, but it's brilliant. It's just fun cinema. It's just great. And it's like bright and colorful and loud and dramatic and just excellent. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Peacock show. But um, we'll come back to that. We'll, yeah. actually, we'll, we'll get to the movies and TV segment. But anyway, so... No, we are not. Philip. That, no, we have <laughs> do to... Do you know how long we've been recording? We record. We, we, owe, we owe our <laughs> listeners. Of course we do. We're going to give yeah. you a good episode. We gave them, but we gave, we gave them two months of nothing. No, no. And those, I, I, I and those, wanna, Patreon, I want to, those Patreon payments were clearing. Granted, some of y'all, we saw. But it's fine. We know we weren't producing content. It's fine. But guys, yeah, we're yeah. back. Okay. The, the Patreon needs to return. I, 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 I want to manage expectations. Now that I'm married, there's not going to be longer shows. I, I just want you guys to consider that. Don't, don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm also starting another podcast on the side. I was actually thinking of starting another podcast on the side, but not not like entertainment and fun or whatever. But I have a I have a plan because you know ultimately, I mean obviously I'm in Zim. My wife is moving to Zim. We're going to be here for a while, mm. but long term, I don't plan to. I mean, yeah, realistically, I mean, obviously, yeah, the fact that I have that's actually a conversation <laughs> we need to have because we need to start planning out. We need to start mapping and seeing. Okay, long time. I'm talking about years in the future. I'm not going to be here, so I'm already starting to think like, what will I be doing? Realistically, I'm not. My my main strength in Zoom is experience and connections, which I won't have anywhere else. So I'm already starting to think, what am I going to do elsewhere? What are the potentials and so on? So anyway, so I was just thinking of that. But anyway, apart from that, look, guys, 
Um, you're fortunate these weeks because my wife still hasn't arrived. She's still uh, finalizing her move. She's gonna. Mm. She's finalizing. If you guys, if you guys increase your Patreon membership, she'll become the third member. I don't mind. I mind. Why? I mind. No, 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 no. no. You can't. We can't. You can have me. You can't have my wife. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> I. You are now sharing me with my wife, and unfortunately, my wife gets priority. Unfortunately for you guys. So yeah. It is actually she's already sent me a message. We're due for a FaceTime soon, so I told her, "Hang tight, baby. We're gonna uh, be done in a moment." So, uh, 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 okay, okay. This is graft. Let's be honest. This is graft. Graft can go and this is graft once a week. The, the graft that you use to support your wife. She's supporting me. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Fair point. Fair dinkum. Zimbabwe is tough, You know, I, I haven't felt like this Christmas, I felt, hey, it was tough. Taken care of. No? No, I'm hard. Okay, but, no, no. But, but, okay, I'm like, joking. Just to be clear, of, like, my wife has a good job, mm, but I'm, I'm no, also, I'm pulling no, my weight. No, we are both pulling our weights. No, spe- no like, like, like we're discussing before, like with, um, experience and and learning who to who to date and you know like the partner high value high value you know what i mean like kevin Samuels would be hip you know what i mean high value and then there's, there's a time she was just like you know i need to sort of my budget i'm like so here i am being an idiot thinking i can contribute you know thinking ah babe you know what i mean i'm your man i got you you know what i mean Got you, you know what I mean? So she's like, no, I'm stressing because I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. I'm like, so she's like, I need to budget. I I, I bet how much? The figure that was thrown my way. I was like, ah. <laughs> so this is one month. <laughs> what? Oh, by the way, I remember when I was at this place, I thought of you and I was like, when we come back, I need to tell Phil this story. <laughs> so, um, those of you who are following my social media would know that we had a big hike, mm-hmm. Right. It was like a big deal. Literally, it's 18 and a half kilometers up a mountain Mm -hmm. and 18 and a half kilometers back. Usually that works. Yeah. That's insane. Well, not all the way up, but like up and down, up and down, but eventually to the, like up close to the top. In my head, I was thinking, yo, that's a crazy amount of distance to walk. That's Mm -hmm. why eight, think about it. That's like 36 Ks. Yeah. But like even just the 18, that's like here to Rua. Mm -hmm. Just two stepping the whole way. Yeah. Upper, you're talking about incline. So, you know, it was a big deal in my head. And I was like, you know, babes, we need to go and um, we need to go and, and equipment up. You know what I mean? We got to go get some the gear. Mm-hmm. You can't just be walking in there in, in, in you know, Gucci flip-flops. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got to have the right equipment. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I know just the place we're going to go to Access Park. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the back of my mind, I was like, wait, where have I heard that before? Uh, that's my spot. That's <laughs> yeah, my spot. Yeah, yeah. That's and we my get spot. there and then it's like factory shop, factory shop, Nike, factory store. Fa- my way. <laughs> Those are my ends. In fact, this we left there. This with is Access Park. Five pairs of sneakers. This is Access Park right here. On one day, <laughs> one day of shopping, we left with five pairs of sneakers. Because you overspent, or because they were just so cheap? No, because it was like ah. I mean, it was it was like close to Christmas time. It was everything was on special. Mm. I'm like, oh my god, this is just like eight hundred rand. Oh my yeah, god, you, you know what I mean? Even overspend if you paid under Access. No, Park. but it was like for dopes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short. When I was there, 
So when we were there, we went to different, so we went to like, we went to, we went to like high tech and whatever, whatever, and got like, got like proper outdoor gear and whatever. I'm actually quite proud. I was in there wearing like, like breathable freaking K-Way, mm-hmm. what, 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 and mm-hmm. GGG. And I had like hiking shoes and I was properly kitted out. I mean, I was, mm-hmm. anyway, but while we were also there, we walked past the Nike factory store and there was a huge queue outside. Mm-hmm. I was like, babes, why is there a queue here? It's like, why would we stand in the queue? I'm like, Mm-mm. if there's a queue, it means there's deals in there. <laughs> and I, I mean, it's nice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> is strong. And she's like, I've never in my life queued for a, for like anything. I was like, well, you're moving to Zimbabwe. So it's good practice. <laughs> good practice. <laughs> so she reluctantly stood in the queue and then we went inside. And I, I think I lost my mind for a second. Oh, no. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> I love that place very much. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't even taken you to Woodweed yet. Let me take you to Woodweed. Mm. And then you'll see you'll see all aye, the nice aye, aye, aye. You'll see all the because there's a back room in Woodweed that that few people know about. That's where all the good stuff is. You guys, if you catch me on the weekend, you see me wearing some original Nike t just know it came from Access Park and it was probably on special. Mm-hmm. So the the funny thing is, uh I, I need to remember what were you we talking about before this? We we're talking about your wedding. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes I'll yes, come yes. back to it. So the other thing H, is, this, this podcast is all over the place. No, nah, it's fine. Up. It's our first one back. Don't worry. We'll we'll give you we'll structure later. Yeah. Your wife can give us a two week respite because she's, she's going to, she's coming home. <laughs> and so she'll have you forever. But so the other thing is, so there's Faz with his family and then there's Sherman with his family. Beautiful daughter. Oh, she loved me. Oh. I, I, actually, I, need, I need to message Sherman and just check on, on, mm-hmm. on his baby. You know, did you say I was a baby loved me? But then the thing is, I know they didn't, they didn't mean any harm. It just made me mad and comfortable. So that I think you know me, like I'm really good with kids. Mm. Like I'm good with, with, with babysitting. I'm good with like making kids laugh. I'm just good with like kids, like seeing me and they go, ah, mm-hmm. and they get really excited. So I'm doing that with, with Sherman's daughter. And like, so every time I give her like the peekaboo or the look, she'd literally just start like throwing a pang and just start, like giggle fits having the time of life and then humans being humans everyone's like nah I can do that too and they're trying to make her do it and they fail <laughs> so like I literally just be like across the room and just look at ah, and, ah, and then they, so now everyone's getting jealous so then people start cracking these jokes like oh that's Phil's girlfriend I'm like guys that's a, that's a but I didn't want to be the, I didn't want to be that but here's the thing you know what honestly in an innocent world that's I mean it's it's like a it's not that deep. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's like that Bill Burr joke that he yeah, does. Yeah. It was like, get the kid away I love kids. I, I'm the same. I love kids. Like above a certain age because like baby babies scare mm. me, but like little toddlers and stuff. Oh mm. my, I love them. You know what I mean? They're just like ruffle their hair. Like, Hey, they're rusty. Mm. But now because of how messed up the world is, you know, you can't just, you, so for example, Someone say, and I think that's. The, I just get weird about it because yes. like, I don't want people to think that. Because even what had happened was now. So now I'm like with Fuzz and his family, and he's also got a young daughter, mm. and so like I'm chilling with the, the sons and I'm playing with them. Because once again, I'm not with the car, so like the kids are always in my car. So like I'm 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 showing them cheats on the Nintendo Switch, and I'm I'm, I'm hanging with the daughter. I'm carrying her around, and she loves. So she was like, where's I go? Where's I go? Where's I go? So now now it's like. All the people are like, all the young girls like Uncle Phil. I'm like, oh, guys, don't say it like that. You see, man. <laughs> I'm, just, you know, I'm just trying to baby. Like, I just, I enjoy. Do you know why I like kids so much? They are without worry. 
They are without stress. They are without concerns. With, without rent. judgment, without um, hidden agendas, without they are just, they're just like if you have vibes. If you have a big nose, they will tell you you have a big nose. And it's not an insult. It's not. It's a shade. Effect. It's ha ha ha. And you move. I mm-hmm. I love I love playing <laughs> playing around. And I I understand exactly what you're saying because I'm exactly the same. Whenever I see kids. Oftentimes we connect because I'll just be like, ah, and you know, like, mm. ah, and you know, we'd be just laughing, laughing, laughing. Then at some point I'm like, wait, are people looking at me and thinking this is weird? And I hate that thought because now it ruins everything. So, yeah. So there was, there was that. Anyway, back to the bad at hand. So Dan is now at the reception. I'm seeing him nervous for the first time. At the uh, ceremony. At the ceremony. Yeah. So you never saw this time. I'm like, ah, oh, wow, look at this. Man. Look at this. I can barely remember anything from that. Ish. And, so now the, the funny thing is, I don't think, well, I've got, but I think some of my most engaged posts were the posts from your wedding. And it was all women. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, there's, there's a, a thing I posted, and I, I just cracked a joke because obviously Cape Town is windy, the Western Cape is windy. So, like, you could hear the wind rustling through um, the Kingdom Hall. Mm. So I cracked a joke. Like, if you listen closely, you can hear the screams of the streets. And you realize they've lost someone. <laughs> ah, fam, the amount of people I didn't even know were following me out of the woodwork. And I, I was even looking at the numbers. I was like, oh, so, you know, like, clearly people will be sharing your story. Because mm-hmm. I think I had, like, a thousand views on that story. I only got a thousand seven hundred followers, dog. <laughs> even Zuckerberg is there like, guys, what's going on? And there was that. And I told you some of the stories before, but then even after I come back, I meet up with someone else I haven't seen in a long time. I said, ah, Phil, you're at Dan's wedding. Dan! 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 The thing's Dan is not to my friend. Because you know Dan. Dan, Dan, you'll be, you'll be innocent. But then you'll be the baby. Dan! No one's good enough for Dan. Yo, that's Taz. No, when she left, <laughs> ah, Dan, you put a target on your wife's back, my guy. No, 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 no. You put a target. Let's not get on it twisted. Nah, she, Dan, no, I'm not. I'm not even being lying. There, because there are enough women who are like, who is the woman that tamed the shrew? <laughs> guys, guys, you know what this is like. This is like someone who was in a relationship for eight years with someone, and then they break up. And then that person, like three months later, gets married. That's a terrible example. Hear terrible me out. Example. Terrible Hear example. me out. Not, not, not in its entirety. I'm just looking at a particular section of it. Sometimes, when it's the right person, it just fits. It's no. It's it just fits. There's no need to look for depth. Is someone better than me or what? That's not what it's about. It's just the right person, mm. the right fit. That's mm. what it is. Mm, it's a good fit. I don't look too deep into things. Yeah, I'm guys. Sometimes things just work out right. Also, don't get it twisted. Me, I didn't make that mistake. Me, I, I know my life. Mm. So very early on, I was like, sit down. I need. I have some stories I need to tell you. Mm. There's some names you're going to need to remember <laughs> in case you bump into. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yo, she and, remembers all them names. And I've been bumping into them, and it's just been mad. Now I'm caught in the crossfire. Now, now I've got to be vouching. I'm like, no guy, what? I'm guy, fam. I've never, I've, ne- I then. If you know how many, how many times have you had to defend you? Uh, what do you mean? 
I'll tell you off mic. I can't, I can't, I can't explain on mic, but I'll tell you off mic. I swear I've been, I swear I've been going to bed for you. But anyway. To, to, to wrap this all up. We're not even, damn, we still at the ceremony. I just said reception. No, I want to, uh, the wedding. Okay, what, what, what reception. So, ceremony's done. Great, good time. Um, then we go to the reception. So, Dan, so Dan has a reception at a, a nice, funny enough, I actually remember there's someone that actually wanted me to come to that, that restaurant mm. a few years ago. But it was so far out, we canceled. But I, so I remember the name. So I'm linking. I see Dan's cousins, and I remember them because there's, there's a few times they've come to the house when Dan was staying with me. So we're catching up, and I'm talking to your brother Mike. I haven't seen him in a while. Just you know, talking about what he's doing and thing. And I'm like, oh no, my guy, you can. There's actually a lot of opportunity for you if you come back to Zim for a bit, and then you go back to uh, to ours. You know, just catching up. First time I met his wife as well, so catching up with her. And then your mother-in-law comes, and she's like, "You feel." Yes. Yeah. Nice suit. I heard the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I how many times on this podcast have I been saying that she listens to the podcast? But I, but, <laughs> but she came so aggressive. But I was like, but I've never said anything bad about you. It's like no, you didn't. But you're funny. <laughs> but she's not laughing. She's straight faced. You're funny. <laughs> I love her though. She's dope people. <laughs> ah, so the thing is, guys, when, when a colored woman. <laughs> Says you're funny. Says you're funny. He's not laughing. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, how many times I've been saying, guys, she listens to the podcast. No, but I we because uh, I had to go through the same thing. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, last week you said no, 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 no. I was like, oh, no, we had a dope time. I met you, I met your dad-in-law. It's like, hey, big man. Oh, you're still okay. So let me tell you a story uh. about that. Anyway, no, you guys, you guys deserve this. You've been waiting for stories for a long time. So my, um, before the wedding, the two families, as in my family and her family, stayed together for a week in Blueberg Strand. Mm. If you are familiar with the locations in Cape Town, that's like a good hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a, it was like a cool little thing that we sort of organized. Uh, it was actually my, my wife's family that organized it like, okay, so we can properly get to know each other before the wedding. Cause we've only met briefly. Mm. So we, we stayed together in this like holiday home. It was very nice. Bluebirds. And funny enough, it was around about the time that Supersport was hosting like, a uh, uh, not kite surfing. What's it called? Windsurfing? Kite surfing? No. Windsurfing? Like a, like this tournament. Mm. So it was, it was just like perfect time. It was excellent. The beach was beautiful. It was nice. And you know, these families are staying together. Excellent. So here I am an hour and a half from the location of the wedding. And then uh, my father-in-law and my brothers are like, hey, let's go for a walk. For Okay, I guess. I mean, the World Cup is on, but okay. So we just go for a walk down the beach. No, no, no. And they're just randomly walking like, mm, let's find a bar that we can go into. Mm. I'm like, okay. And then we walk in and then I see my groomsmen. Mm. I'm like, what the... <laughs> what? So these guys had come from, they had come all the way from Simonstown where they were staying. Mm. They'd literally Ubered an hour and a half away to come for this. Oh yeah, I heard that story. Yeah, and it was it was meant to be like a, a little, I don't know, like a little pre-wedding So this is what, Nick, surprise. Derek. Nick, Derek. Um, Nick, Derek, one other person. Wow. Nick, Derek. No, no, no. Nick, Derek, and my two brothers. And my dad and my father-in-law. So guys, keep keep in mind, Dan's cousin got invited to the wedding before me. I mean, my cousin got invited to the wedding before me. And just what do you mean? Derek got invited before me. 
But it's fine. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. What do you mean before you? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> so I'm like, like surprised these guys. Oh snap! What are you guys doing here? What are and we talk about it. Like cool. And it, it turns out it was a surprise. It was pretty cool. So now we are sitting, just chilling, having drinks. It's a little awkward because my dad and her dad are there, but it's fine. You know, it's just boys. We're talking. It's all marriage advice and na 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 and da da da. Yeah, no, your, yeah, your, your dad is yeah, because your dad is very yeah yeah. He's your, very your dad is middle of the road. Down very, the, yeah, no, there's no because you know the first thing your dad said to me when I when I saw him. Yeah. Ah, Phil, it's been a long time. I don't remember the mustache and the beard. <laughs> <laughs> and I, knew, I immediately got the context. I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> thanks, thanks, dad. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a little bit awkward because we're doing shots, but my dad and my father-in-law are there. So it's mm. a little... Uh, but your father-in-law is cool. It, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is, but obviously, I guess in my mind, he's obviously ah, my, no, I, I my thought, wife's I, I father. Thought bomb, Dad, I but he's a cool dude. So, so anyway, so now we're sitting, we're talking stories, they're giving marriage advice. What? Then your cousin decides, mm. now's the time to discuss how to properly pleasure your wife. And as we know, Derek, Derek would know. Derek, Derek. <laughs> and <laughs> if I, if I'm, I'm like, like my I, mans, my mans. If I want that info, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to Derek. Her dad is right here. And my man, you know, he looks at me, he's like, look, you know, this is how life goes, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> how life goes. How life goes, you know, life, life, you know. Yeah, let's discuss how you're gonna defile my my firstborn. <laughs> I'm like, dude. Okay, you guys are not gonna get any more intimate stories like this. And to my mother-in-law, um, this is the last time that we'll be discussing. From now on, we're sticking to the core business of the podcast. I just thought that since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to my wife, if you're listening to this. I'm not going to be discussing Wait, our own personal did, did taste in the video? podcast. Did okay, I, I think I, I, no, I put it in the shared album. But did you see it? I think this is my favorite video from the wedding. Mm. Let me show you this item. Where's this item? That shared album is gold, man. I'm, I'm I'm waiting to do a proper reel of it. Yeah, even me. I've just been so busy. This is my favorite video from the whole thing. A. She's doing the the routine. <laughs> That's my wife's mother. <laughs> Now I'm doing maths in my head. Like, how does she know TLC? And like she's dancing like she was outside when TLC were out. <laughs> Basically, what we're saying is you're very cool on TV. Um, shout out to you. Are you still feeling on TV? No, it's not mom. It's not mom anymore. It's not mom. Calling a mom is weird. You know what I just decided? Mm. So listen, I don't know if we discussed this on the podcast, but this was a very big issue for me. What do I call my in-laws? How about asking them? So you never thought of just asking them like, yo, what do you prefer? No. <laughs> the man literally said, I didn't have a son until today. This is my son. Mama. And now you're still thinking. I also feel kind of bad because so many times he kept on saying like, yo, we must link up for a beer. And I'm like, yeah, we need to. And we just never got a chance to. No, because, because you're taking an old school. Because, so here's the other backstory. So we get to the thing. Obviously, Auntie V comes over. She's like, I listen to the podcast. Anyway, it's fine. You look nice. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Tony comes and runs into the <laughs> 
So I'm chilling with Tony. Just, you know, small chit chat, good vibes. But obviously, he's also she's running around because he's trying to get things set. This and the third. And then I link up with Fuzz. I help Fuzz set up. And then the weird thing is like, so I don't, it's, the funny thing is, Fuzz has no idea what I do. Because Fuzz is set, setting up and I'm helping him set up. And then you remember there was a time like Faz had to do, I think he had to eat. Yeah, he had to eat. Faz was the DJ. Yeah. And then you were like, no, Phil, Phil get DJ. So like Faz is like, okay, Phil, you know, I'm like, yeah, dude, yeah, these are, these are DDJs. Yeah, it's fine. And so I'm now DJing. And Faz is looking over with this grand look of astonishment. And then when I'm, but I, so people are not coming over. So to put it in context, it's, it's early in the wedding. The dance floor has technically not been open. So, the music that's playing is, for, for lack of a better term, mood music. We're just trying to set the, key, set the yeah. tone, you know what I mean? And as somebody who understands this, I can't start playing dance songs until A, the bride and groom open the dance floor, mm-hmm. and B, the DJ, who's actually the DJ, is on the decks. Because that's a big no-no. Like, there's rules to this. So people are coming over like, no, play this song. I'm like, guys, I can't play this. My, my playlist is Brand Midnight Back at One. <laughs> Which was a hit, by the way. That still made people dance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some Luther Vandross, you know, some Jodeci, you know. That's, that, that's my lane right now because I can't go beyond that because the bride and groom haven't opened the dance floor yet and the DJ is still eating because it's not my job to open the dance floor. It's the DJ's job to open the dance floor. But, and, I, and, I, and I'm also not trying to be fancy with it. I'm, I'm literally just, you know, queuing, upfading, maybe adding an effect here, matching BPMs, crossfading, blah. Basic stuff. First comes up, Phil, how do you know all this? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, um, we've literally had conversations that I manage DJs. Um, I have to... I, I, <laughs> I, I'm I, gonna say I'm gonna say it to his face as well. I haven't had a chance to since the wedding, but I have. I, I want to give such mad appreciation to Faz because Faz is a DJ for fun. You know what I mean? He's not anymore. I seriously. No, no. I'm. Oh, he takes it seriously, but it's not his. He's, he's a DJ for passion. That's yeah. That, okay, that's the right word. He's a DJ for passion. It's not. It's not a his job or so it's bread and butter. Exactly. Like if he doesn't get bookings, he's not going to be stressing about paying rent. And he's just, he was excellent. And we didn't, the thing is I wanted to, I've emceed weddings. So, but I know how weddings work. But my wife didn't want an MC because she's like, I don't want like a very talky speeches and whatever. I just want everyone to have a good time. So I don't want an MC. I was like, you know what? I bet no MC. Can we just ask our DJ maybe to make a few announcements when necessary? Mm. And she's like, cool. So we asked Faz. Faz was like, cool, I can do that. And he was excellent. I have to get, I, mm. I'm just very grateful for him. Mm. I know Faz, Faz, Faz was working very hard. Even I was working very hard, but it's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, Phil. I'm grateful for you as well. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> so, so then now, um, yeah, so first I have this whole conversation with him. I'm like, yeah, dude, yeah, I, I know how to DJ. I, I'm used to DJ. I still do. Like when, when Ray or my other acts need to go to the bathroom, I do take over in the club <laughs> for a good five minutes and I have the time of my life. Like I, I, I can, like a five minute set. <laughs> <laughs> when it's an hour, look, now we're getting if to you need, If you need a fire five to 10 minute set, 
trust me. I will murder it. No one can touch me. And he was his song selection fuzz and yours you also great songs. It was just cuz it was quite a mixed crowd. Mm-hmm. But there was a very um Yeah, there was a there was an air. You yes, know, yeah. there was a specific air, and it was hit just right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I must say, look. So because we had to balance it. We we didn't want to get too turn uppy, but we also didn't want to get too golden oldies. You just had to find that just niche. a nice balance. Mm. Um, so just 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 to wrap up the listen, guys. I got married. It was uh, I'm very happy with how the wedding turned out because we what we wanted our vision was something very simple and very um. Simple, simple is the word actually. Simple. I, it was very unzimbabwean that wedding. I hate Zimbabwe. the idea of a super lavish hair, hey, we're out to show off and whatever. It was supposed to be simple, classy, nice. When we were looking for venues, that place is in such a beautiful location. But they were like, yo, if you pay for the meals, we'll reserve the location for you. You don't have to pay it. And that was immediate. That, it was a no brainer. Every other location was but immediately you canceled. You to ask an immediate. And, and That's the problem. So that follow on question, which is why I also go like, Dan's, Dan's father Noah is a solid man. So this is what happens. So we get to the venue. Um, I'm like, tonight, I don't, I don't normally drink unless I'm being paid to drink. But I'm like, no, tonight, my boy's getting married. I'm going to turn up. Obviously, I'm not going to get pass out drunk. I'm going to turn up, have a good time. Let me make sure everyone else is sorted. Make sure everyone else has a good time. Um, I kn- I knew dance dance dad wasn't going to drink, so I was you know I wasn't going to be offering him anything. But you know, so 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 again, okay, just for context, my wife wanted it to be a very wine wedding in the sense of Cape Town wine farms and so on. So she spent such a long time researching which are which are her favorite wines, which wines are she. So the wines she selected, she was like very deliberate about wine. Mm. I don't even know what it was, honestly. Nah, I mean, yeah. I I, so, she, so, she, so she was like, we're going to have this wine on the table because it pairs well with this and we're going to have this wine and whatever, whatever. So it was only wine. That was the only thing that was available wine. Mm. I was like, all right, cool. But so, her dad <laughs> had dad, other ideas. Her dad had other ideas for, so we only discovered this later. So we get there. There's no whiskey. So I just speak to Tony and I'm like, yo, um, the whiskey situation was the situation. She's like, ah, no, there's nothing, but we've been allowed to bring in our, our wine. So in my mind, that was like, oh, so it's we not can- that we were allowed. We had to pay to bring in these specific wines. So, so, so that's what, yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, right, okay, so we can either bring in our own alcohol or pay to bring in our own alcohol. So fuzz is the same thing. Like yo, eh, there's no whiskey. Yo, let's get some. Let, let, let's get some some whiskeys in here. I'm like, I'm with you 110. percent Sherman and I do a store run, and Dan, you know Simonstown. We drive <laughs> all the way from Black Marlin all the way to Tops at the mall. <laughs> mm. Hey, you guys went to Fishhook. <laughs> that's where we had to get. That's the only place we could. The thing was still open, so we go there and we buy. I think it was like four thousand rand worth of whiskey. Mm. So we figure uh, obviously it's not just for us, our table, but we wanna we wanna break off your your dad something. He's not he might not drink, but just as a token, we wanna break off mm. your, your father in law some. Wanna make sure every, every wanna make sure everyone's nice. You know what I mean? Make sure everyone's nice. So once again, being the and also I don't wanna be disrespectful. So we pitch up, we've got the bags. So the guards like, yo, heads up. Um, and the, funny enough, the old Zimbabwean, he's like, heads up, you guys can't bring in whiskey. So we're like, okay, cool. Can you please call the manager? We have no problem paying corkage, and then we'll just bring in the whiskey. Because in my 30 plus years of attending weddings, I have never been to a wedding where you can't bring in your own whiskey. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, you know what, it's fine. 
fancy smancy space. We don't want to cause no problems. It's dance day. We don't want to, you know, give him any extra stress. We'll just pay the corkage and we'll be done with it because the bar at the place itself had a very limited selection, yeah. limited selection and their prices were, were not making any sense. And it even got to a point where we're like, I screw it. So I'm jumping ahead. So we get, anyway, long story short is they're not letting us bring the whiskey and they're not letting us pay the corkage. So we're like, ah, okay, you're making it difficult for us. All right, cool. What do you have at the bar? We'll just buy a bottle from the bar. We go to the bar. Their selection is terrible. And we're like, okay, you guys have left us no option. That's fine. We'll figure it out. Shout out to Dima. Dima is the only force speaking person. <laughs> let's just say, let's just say, next time you go to a wedding, carry a hip flask because Dima knew what the plan was. Ah. So, shout out. The other thing is, so the other, the other plan was um, we get the, the pram and then Sherman gets the pram and he puts the balls in the pram. <laughs> and then he comes in with the pram. <laughs> Once again, because all the staff are Zimbabwean, like one of the waitresses comes over and like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And we're like, I bet we got you. Good looking out. <laughs> so here's the thing. So it, it was only in retrospect that we were thinking, you know what? Jumping at this because it was, it seemed cheap. You'll pay in the long run. Yeah, yeah, we, we, but I, I don't regret the location because I think the location was beautiful and like it was like this whole cliffside overlooking the ocean or whatever. But hey, sh- anyway, let me not complain. Oh, we still a good time. Don't worry. Don't yeah, worry. yeah, and no, overall, we figured it out. We figured it out. Yeah, overall, 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 I'm happy with. I, I'm also happy that everyone always has such horror stories about that this happened and that happened. As a general rule, apart from little things. It was dope. Like nothing bad happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. We had a good time. We had a good time. Even though people now, it's now like midnight and people are looking for Ubers. I think, I think that was, that was, and I don't want to mention names. That, that but, was the time that I first, I think up to that point, I was floating. I didn't even know where I was, what was happening. Here. And that's the thing. Like in my mind, if I'm attending a wedding, I'm attending a wedding to add. I'm not attending to be like, ah, but you didn't. So that's why I planned it out. And the, the frustrating thing is the people that were looking for the Ubers are people that live there. <laughs> you knew! <laughs> but thankfully, <laughs> Ubers were found eventually. But even, even then, I was even put on standby. Like, ah, okay, fine. I guess I'm driving to Cape Town then. <laughs> Did you have to? Did you have to drive to Cape Town uh, at least? No, because that, 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 that was the only stand. That, that one was the only one left. Everyone else was fine. Yeah. That was the only one left. I think, yeah, they never, everyone else either caught lifts because everyone else was staying around. So like De- Derek and Ding, they all went. Um. So, you know, okay. So wedding's done. Now, I, th- I thought that I had been prepared. I was like, listen, I know what always happens. The wedding finishes late. And then your hotel where you're going to check in for the wedding night. Mm. Maybe there's not going to be someone there or whatever. So we had this little cute little B&B that was actually very close to the wedding venue. Mm. I would love to. That place was amazing. Yo, and we spent two nights there. But I, I was like, I'm, I'm going to be smart about this. I'm going to send. So I sent, uh, we sent best man and, and, and maid of honor to go and check in on our behalf, leave our bags, mm. collect the keys so that there's no weird, we're arriving at 1 a.m. or at midnight and there's no one at the door or whatever, whatever. Checked in, we get the keys. No, no, no. Cool. They come back and they're like, we've got your keys here, your keys. Um, we've checked in, we've left your bags inside the, in the, in the room. Mm. Like, excellent, we're sorted. Wedding's done. We get there. No clue where to go. 
We get there. We see the place. Are we supposed to... There's no sign. There's no... What, were there no instructions on the Airbnb app? So, so the Airbnb said... Basically, when, when uh, it wasn't Airbnb, actually, it was, I booked it through bookings.com. Mm. Let's look for the, in my thought, it was like the perfect place. A little pricey, but the perfect place. It's right in the area. Beautiful place. Keep, keep in mind for 10 prices, $50. No, 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 no. This was pricey even for not me standards. <laughs> what I mean, what I mean is it wasn't like, it wasn't like, I don't mean like it was a super fancy or luxurious place. I just mean, it's not, it's not the kind of place you would book if you are there for business. You know what I mean? Anyway. We book this place and we get there and it's now we're tired. We're, you know, a little bit buzzed, had a good mm-hmm. evening. And now I have no idea how to get into our spot. So I'm now calling. I call Dima. Dima is, I don't know. He's, he's on cloud nine. Mm-hmm. Yo, what's up? Uh, yeah. Uh, where did you guys leave the bag? Yeah, we left it in the room. Where's the room? You have to go upstairs. I'm like, upstairs. There's no <laughs> upstairs here. I don't see an upstairs. It's like, ah, all I remember is you have to go upstairs. There's no upstairs. I try to lock on the reception. It's locked. Everything's locked. Everything's closed. You know what I ended up doing? Mm. I literally went, tried, I tried my key in multiple doors. Did you see the routine? Jenny's sister was dropping on us, bro. Anyway, yeah, you knocked multiple times, yeah? No, we were lit- I was literally using the key, uh-huh. just like, ah. it's going to open. So there's probably people that were like, honey, honey, there's someone trying to break in. I'm just there. Nope, not this door. I'll move on to the next one. Eventually, I found out that the property took up two places. Mm. So it was like number 25, but it was the property is large so enough that it took up 23 and 25. Oh, okay. So, I, so our space was 23, and then there was an upstairs, and then... Eventually found it was like nice. Mm, must, how long was that? If you were it, an hour at least, uh, uh, maybe yeah. 45. Let me say 45. On your honeymoon night, sure. I had a bus queue. <laughs> I had a bus queue. Listen, if you're gonna get married, have a very solid plan for where you're sleeping. On. I thought I had close to the venue so we don't have to travel far. Um, someone books in, uh, 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 checks in for me, so there's no issues, but anyway. Just know how to get in. That's all I can say. Listen, um, there's a lot of stuff that happened. I don't want, we're not going to talk about it. Maybe we'll get into it next week. Um, yeah, I know there's, there's much, but anyway, ultimately, it was a great, even even without without just the wedding, it was a great getaway. It was good to, you know, catch up with people. Like I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't seen Faz, I hadn't seen Maggie in a, in a long, long, long time. Um, but yeah, I think the last time I'd actually seen Maggie was like in the hospital when, like when Maggie and my mom weirdly enough like Maggie and my mom were in next door rooms in the really? hospital hmm. that time so yeah I mean so it, it was like back then um, yeah and just just hanging out with, with, with Derek and I mean, it, was, it was good times good times hmm. good times good times so yeah man it was dope I, I, I mean listen if you're still in the streets I highly recommend get off them streets get married man no with my full extensive one month of marriage experience, mm. I can tell you mm. that this is the way to go. The streets, the streets are good for experience. The, the streets are good for 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 sharpening, for sharpening the, the iron, but not for storing the iron. No, 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 no. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think on that note, then you know, let's let's do some quick rundowns and maybe we can end this because we actually started recording really early, so we we're, we're actually pretty early in the game. Um, ah, here we go. Yeah, let's just run down a, a few of these stories and then we'll wrap it up. 
And then we'll have a little tribute to Dr. Nerezi. So uh, uh, just very quickly, um, I know it's not the place or whatever, but just because we had it on our... On our uh... Before we switch, let's do, a, let's do a bathroom break. Oh, okay. What did you do? I was going to do Zimbabwe and Zingbik. But yeah, bathroom break. And we are back from the bathroom break. Right, where were we going, Dan? What, what were we going to oh, I need to use the bathroom. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I was, was going to slap you. I was going to slap hey, you. Hey, look, okay, Phil, we're going to have to gaga all of these things because my wife Let's, is waiting for me. Um, she's Like I said, she's coming home. No, 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 Philip. There's, there's, no, there's no negotiation she, she, she's here. She's had a two-month... You can actually call her and tell her these stories if you want. Um... <laughs> What I was going to, before we get into anything else, what I was going to reference was Zimbabweans doing it big, which we normally do at the beginning of the show. But look, today's show is all over the place for multiple reasons. Um, congratulations to Shasha. Her album, I'm Alive, which came out, uh, made it into Billboard's 25 best dance albums for 2022, mm. including, I mean, that list had albums, uh, had Drake and Beyonce's dance albums in it. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so congratulations to Shasha. Speaking and, of... Um I know with Shasha, she came back for Fiesta. Yeah. Um, before Christmas. Um, great performance as always. I was really proud of Hilsey. I think this. this I, is, I really want Shasha to like to be. Do you know what I mean? Like this is the this is the. I was gonna say this is probably the biggest crowd I've seen Hilsey do, and he shut it down. I was really impressed with them. Really and Naro is a hit though, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I worked my ass off, Dan. Well, look, I would credit Hilsey with it, but sure, let's 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 say you also contributed. No, you know, that releasing a good Both. song, releasing a good song, and converting a good song into a hit are two very different things. So, congratulations to Shasha for featuring on Billboard for top twenty-five dance albums. Uh, also, want to give a congratulations to. Hey, at this point, this should be called the Titi Dangaremba Award. We should actually speak to her about naming rights. Mm. <laughs> well. Uh, Dangaremba. But also, we don't want to be mentioning the name too much this close to elections. Look, I'm not. I'm not even here discussing any of those issues. I'm just mentioning authorship. Authorship. She's a novelist, playwright, etc. She was named by the Financial Times. Weirdly enough, uh, an organization that I've had a lot to do with recently. She was named as one of the 25 most influential women of 2022. It's a big deal. Shout out to her. Word up! Word up! Word up! Word up! Um, yeah, so congratulations to those Zimbabweans doing it big. A lot of things obviously happened in our break. Um, so yeah, let's, let's touch on them. Let's touch on them. Let's touch on a couple of them. Um, something that's been of interest to me is this Winky D album. I think we've we, we we've gone too far yet. Let's let's start back. Let's. I think. What are you thinking? Let's go in chronological order. I think what, what I want to talk about Rick Ross. So, like, funny enough, it happened the week before I came to your wedding. Rick Ross, yeah. And the show was literally on the day of my flight. I kid you not, Dan. I have been to many a disorganized event in my day. I think we're far enough removed. I can be honest. This is one of the most disorganized events that I've ever been to. So, I had two artists booked for the lineup. And I appreciate, shout out for the bookings, shout out, shout out for, uh, to all the people involved who made sure that our, my artists were there and shout out to ensuring that we got paid because you know, not everyone got paid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't worry. If there's one thing I'm good at is making sure we get paid. 
So shout out to really. How many invoices do you have unpaid right now? I don't. There's certain. There's certain. <laughs> no, I'm just messing. Man. Don't certain, focus on certain, that. There's certain mechanics. Then there's certain mechanics. But anyway, so there was that. Um, I mean, to put it bluntly, the show was unorganized. I, I, I'm not going to run over the list of how disorganized the show was, but it was unorganized. If you want to, if you want to get a, a, a concise understanding of the disorganization of the show, go read Natio's post. Natio pretty much summed it up, and it was bad. And I knew it was bad the moment we got there. And they were like, "There's no tags." The guy with the tags has gone to the airport. I'm like, "What do you mean?" So like, we pitched as up in for, Simba tags. No, no, as in we pitched up for sound check two hours before we we're supposed to, the the show was supposed to start, and we wanted to get accreditation. And they're like, "No, the Munane, my tags are sure. I know the airport." Mm-hmm. That never good sign. <laughs> then the stated start time comes and goes, and no one is there. Then you wait an hour. Then you wait two hours. Then you're just like, all right, guys, let's just get our sets out the way. So we performed. It was great response, great energy. But the way things were, I'm not going to run over the whole list, but it, there was a lot of things that were bad. The good things was, like I remember doing when we were doing soundcheck in the main hall, so they had two stages. They had the outdoor stage and the indoor stage. The indoor stage is where, according to the lineup, that's where Holy Ten, Takura, Nati, um, Rick Ross would perform. The outdoor stage was where Ray Diz, Kiki Badass, um, Hilsey, Saint Flo hmm. uh, would perform. So um, I'm not mad at that. You know, there's levels to this. We're still building the brands. It's cool. I'm fine with that. Um, so that happens. Not not the, the smoothest experience. Yeah, cool. Yeah, n- not the smoothest experience, but it is what it is. I think that's better. Yeah. All right. I, I just dropped it because I was pe- my mic was picking up your mic. But anyway, so that it's fine. I think, and then we did our sets. I'm staying because I, I want to see Rick Ross. I've been a Rick Ross fan since Boys in the Hood. And I've got Boys in the Hood Rick Ross verses that I'm sure no one else knows. That's how much I've been a Rick Ross fan. Before Port of Miami, I've been a Rick Ross fan from Kudara. So I was hyped. That's what I was going to ask. Like, apart from the disorganization, which par for the course, how was Rick Ross's actual performance? So let me get to it. So the alarm bells start ringing. Things start so late. You now have IROC and um, he's, on, he's on ZFM. Abisha. Abisha. They're now battling with the outdoor stage, which isn't the point. The point was the outdoor stage would bring the people in, and then the indoor stage is when people had settled. But because things are not running up against each other, it's now almost like a, a sound clash, which is not ideal. They're supposed to do an hour. They end up doing like two hours. Then Remo comes, and Remo does like an hour. And then King Her does another hour. And then... I don't- have an hour of mixes. Jaroa. <laughs> what? Jaroa. Then Iroh comes back to thing. And now, now at this point, people are now getting frustrated because now I'm looking at the clock. It's past nine. We're approaching 10 p.m. And Rick Ross is scheduled to go on at nine o'clock. And the opening acts haven't even gone on yet. Opening acts haven't even gone None of the opening acts have gone on yet. Then... I now start seeing movement. I'm like, oh, and 
once again, when you've been in this industry long enough, you, you start to, you, you can read the tea leaves. You're like, oh, oh, I see what's going on here. So for those of you that saw the social media post, obviously before the, the performance, Rick Ross and a bunch of um, who's who's, if you will, had a dinner at the Meagles um, where they could hobnob and mingle and so forth. And then he came to his performance. So as far as Rick Ross was concerned, he was given an itinerary. His team was following that itinerary. He's like, yo, I've done my dinner. I was scheduled to leave the dinner at this time. I'm now scheduled to go for my performance. I'm now delayed on my performance. My performance is now starting. Um, I know for a fact, people were like, no, but the opening has gone. And he's like, because contact Yangu, to perform from this time to this time. I am performing from this time to this time. So opening X is your guys' problem. I'm performing. Start seeing movement. Rick Ross eventually, I think Rick Ross came on like 10.30. 10.30, yeah, 10.30 to 11. And gave like an hour-long set. I kid you not, Dan. It might have been because I was quite lit. I was very lit at the time. <laughs> but, but also because these are some of my favorite songs. I had the time of my life. I think the only thing that would have made my night better is if Rick Ross performed Millions and if Rick Ross did um, Go Crazy Remix. Because those are the items. And if he did Boys in, if he did like Boys in the Hood, oh, Dad, I would have I passed out. I would have been the only person in the crowd singing. Because my section, because there were a lot of jokes on the night of like, ah, guys, people don't know Rick Ross songs. And maybe in your sections. But in my section, ah, we were going off. Like I was there, I was there with Ray. I was with Ray's wife, Tiana. I was with um, Weezy from the Plug and a bunch of other people. Uh, we were going word for word. I, I, wife, wife. Anyway, okay, go. On. Ah, they've been married for a long time. <laughs> mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was, I was having a great time. I had a gas. Like I had no voice until Monday. I think, and I even told you, like I, I would have loved that actually, Dan. I, I kid you not. Obviously, you're getting married. That's a big deal. But if it was me, I would have switched my flight to Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm not even being funny. I'm, so look, I'm genuinely honest, like honestly, honestly. Oh, that was with Crimson as well. Crimson's in us. <laughs> I would have loved to go. Um, I, I, I will say I felt somewhat relieved. Because as much as I would have loved it, and I know I would have enjoyed it. I also know it would have been a lot of stress to get there, be with the crowd, things start late. But I, I, I do wish I'd, I'd seen so, the performance. I, I, even within that, I think not really. So my stress was because I was mixing, I had a half work day, half recreational day. And even the recreation was still part of work. So another example is, when we went to HICC for the, the Three Kings concert, right? That was very delayed as well. Mm. But would you say we were stressed? There was a point where we were bored and I was going, like I cleared like 200 emails while I was waiting for, for Wiki to come on. Do, do you not remember when, when people were throwing stuff from upstairs and were now getting worried? But I was now mentally prepared for that. Now, <laughs> so even like the position I chose, so I don't know if you saw the videos I posted, but... The reason why I could, I literally could have gone like right up to the stage because I had, I had a creditation to go like right up. I could have even gone backstage. But the reason why I, 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 I chose that section there is 
we were close enough to the stage to see it without having to, to struggle. But if things had gone left, we were just under the covers. So, and even during the thing, like I just got hit with a few like droplets of, of alcohol because people are going to throw like alcohol and stuff. So, so that's kind of what I mean when I say that. I mean, obviously there's enjoyment, obviously, but it, you're not completely free of stress, worry, anxiety, and all that. You're, obviously you're not. And the, on the balance of things, the enjoyment is worth the little bit of stress that you'd feel. But I am saying I did, strangely enough, I did feel like I was watching the video because I had just arrived in Cape Town that evening. So I think my flight was on the Friday. Yeah. So I just arrived and I was now seeing people arriving. I was seeing people's stories. And I was feeling FOMO. I was like, yo, man, I wish I was at this show, man. And then just, I, it was almost surprising to feel like, why do I feel a bit of relief? Hmm, I... Just like I'm relaxed, I have no issues, I'm good, but I still would have preferred to be there, so, obviously. I mean, and not not to paint it as like a rosy thing, like I didn't see Holy, I didn't see Takura, um, I did see Enzo. So funny enough, Holy Cross opened for Enzo Aisha. Keep, keep not. Look, you know? Mm-hmm. And the reason why I didn't see that is... At that point, now, after the Rick Ross has set security as normal, abandoned stations, um, the, the Borangomas now started uh, popping up. Wow, Philip. Some of them may, may, might be in custody as we speak, but that's, neither, <laughs> so that's not to say. But so, and then, so like Wheezy was with a bunch of beautiful women and then they started like grabbing at the women. So now I don't even know these women from a can of soup, but now we were like, oh, damn it. I'm bigger than Wheezy. Now I've got to play bounce. I'm like, okay, you women come in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> but now the dude who's being weird, they, they can't take their L's and just move on. Now he's just standing there, like gawking for like a good, like through the whole of Nasty C set. This happened to me in Cape Town. This guy is just gawking. I'm like, do you not see Nasty C performing? Did you not come here to have a good time? Why are you not trying to have a good time? I don't get that. Quick, quick aside, just because that reminded me of something in Cape Town. Um, this thing called First Thursdays, which is mainly based on art, but attached to it, sometimes they have like concerts. So this January, they had a concert on the Thursday night in like right in the in the in the middle of Cape Town. Is that the place that just off, like it's like two blocks from Long Street. Yeah, it's in, it, know, it includes yeah. Long Street. It's Bree Street. I, I know, I know the actual Bree yes, yes, Loop, yes, 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 all of that. I know so, the place. Yeah, check, check Dan. I don't even know what the streets now in. <laughs> that's like that's like cabin number two at this point. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. I didn't know at the time. I had gone because my wife is into art. She's super into First Thursdays. We're gonna go look at art, and then we just so happened to bump into a concert. We're like, oh, what's going on over here? And there was a concert. It was pretty cool and whatever. We enjoyed it. Uh, little did I know that that was just the that was the same kind of thing where there's an outside and inside stage. You know, on the inside stage, Jay something was performing. I was like, man, Yo boy! my boy. I only only afterwards when we were leaving, I was like, wait, what's there? And the guy was like, oh no, that's the inside stage. Jay something and Shekinah were performing. I was like, god, god damn it! Uh, you know what the funny <laughs> thing is, I I think I've said it on the podcast before, and this is not an exaggeration. Every time I bump into Jay something, he says two things to me. Phil, what's up? And Phil is dead. <laughs> I love I, I love my man Joel. He's cool, man. Anyway, 
In another world, we would have been best friends. But anyway, um, my point is, so we're at this, we're, we're in between going to like galleries. So, you know, there's this like outdoors concert. We get a couple of drinks and we're just chilling. And so it's me and my wife, my wife's sister, and two of my wife's sister's friends. So it's, it's me and four girls. Mm. Right? So obviously there's a little bit of a, I'm in, I, I have to. You're in Cockbrook mode. Yes. I have to make sure everyone's good. And I actually, weirdly enough, I have a little bit of a mental sort of like formula of what to do. If you come and say hi, come and say hello, no problem. But if you linger and she's clearly showing no interest, please move. So anyway. No, let me correct you there. Sorry, give me a second. This is the worst podcast ever. I'm just trying to <laughs> I'll keep telling the story. Mm. So we're out and I won't lie. Everyone was looking on point, looking good. They had all dressed up. I must say I was standing with a very good looking crew. Mm. Some guy rocks up and he starts talking to um, my wife's sister's friend. So he comes nah, 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 and she's just giving very like one-sided response. She's what, by the way, mm. and she's like not interested. And she's actually trying to move away from him. Right. So I go up to him. And I'm like, hey, my guy, just leave it. Mm-mm. Yeah, mistake number one. This is something that I've done multiple times. No, no, no. I decided, like, in this no, situation. It, mm-hmm. It's worked because they know you in Harare. They don't know you in <laughs> This is true. But I, 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 I wasn't confrontational. I wasn't. I was just like, just leave it, my guy. He's like, well, what's the issue? I was like, trust me, just leave it. He's like, does he have a boyfriend? I was like, yeah. He's like, you should have just said that. Hop straight onto my wife's sister. Like, from, she just said that. Hey, what's up? What's going on? I'm like, dude, just everyone here, it's okay. Don't worry about it. And then he gets aggressive. So I'm like, my dude, all of us here are having a good time. It's good vibes. No one is responding to your macking or to your whatever you think it is. I think I should. (laughs) You did tell it, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, no one is responding to what you think is your macking. And I am trying, obviously, I'm being protective, but I'm also being somewhat friendly towards you and saying, just move on. It's okay. There's nothing for you here. My my wife's sister just turned 18. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I don't. Yeah. Eleven. She just turned 18. In fact. What? I thought she was like in her 20s at least. <laughs> How is she no drive well person and she's 17? What? <laughs> I asked her that as well. I, actually, I, I've got to respect the household. Wait, so who listens to drive well person in the household? Okay, but. Tony actually introduced my wife to Tribe Called Quest. What? <laughs> you know, you know the funny thing is, funny coincidence. Actually, uh, now that I know, I'll, I'll link up because you know Matt used to be really close um, with. Um, oh my gosh, uh, Five Dog. Hmm. And and Matt from the Zulu Nation. No, Five Dog from Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, I know. It's just in his song. It's Five Dog from the Zulu Nation. But anyways, yeah. So. And and he's close with Q-Tip now, and Farrell Marsh and him. Matt is going to be in Cape Town in April. Wasn't he in Cape Town before? Like he... no, no, I'm 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 linking him in Cape Town. So ah, mm. now that I know, I'll link. Yeah, anyway, so in my head, I'm thinking I'm making a very solid my guy. Your vi- you're killing the vibe. Everyone's having a good time, and your aggressiveness of trying to hit on people is killing the vibe. It's so shocking to me that. People can't see that. It's amazing to me that you can't see that. 
So just hearing your story of these people eating on these women at, at this show, I can't, you can see, I'm sure you can see, but you just no, decide it's, it's to. It's about a dynamic thing. They, they like, they don't want the ego to be bruised. They're like, screw it. Yeah. If my night is ruined, so is yours. So I was going to say, the mistake there is you don't ever want to actively intervene until it's absolutely necessary. What you should do or have them do is you quietly run into interference. So if someone's macking, for example, um, you are now everyone's boyfriend. <laughs> and I'm serious. Yeah, like, no, I, I, for the purposes of that night, you're now everyone's boyfriend. So if the dude is hounding, she just needs to come behind you and then be like overly affectionate with you. Right? Nothing too over the line, but you know, so it's just are 18 year olds, you know, it does, no, it's a, it's a, but you're running, you're running interference because you don't want to aggressively attack the ego of an insecure man because that. but that's what I thought I was. Because, I, thought, I thought I was giving him an out. Well, I was just like, hey man, just, yeah, no, I just but, need to but, you, but you're not because keep in mind, and I'm not even being funny here because it's now happening in Zim as well. Um, and this is not to link to the bouncer story, but this is linked to Zim is dudes leave home with an excuse for, for violence. It might be knuckle dusters. It might be a knife. It might be a gun. It, it might be their squad, but they are looking for excuses to be aggressive. So you, it was, it was almost a fight right there in the streets of Cape Town. And I mean, you know so, me, Phil, I'm not a fighter in any this way. Is exactly. My but point. here I am. I've got four women. Look, if this is what it's going to be, this is what it's going to be. But this is my point. So dudes leave with that mentality. So they are looking for an excuse to fight. So you, you, you want to reject them sad. And that's the sad thing is you've got to reject them without bruising the ego too much because a bruise to the ego is going to, they're going to have to be like, no, no, I need to protect my man. No, I need to double up because now it's no longer about getting the girl. It's about, I need to feel like a man. So I'm going to attack you. And you, especially, and I've learned this, especially moving in the streets of SA, USA, wherever it may be, especially when you're solo, when you're solo dolo, it's a problem. Because like, if I was there with you or someone other, other men with you, they, their response would be totally, totally different. Funny enough, this other dude, like he saw what was, because it was now getting like, not yet collar grabbing, but that, you know, that slight pushing before it becomes a fight. I don't know that man. No, man, man, no pushing that do fight. We are fighting because in my head, I'm still talking to this guy, but he's like, he's like really squaring up. I'm like, can you relax, dude? Just leave ah, it. Ah, no, the moment you square, but I'm not. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> so this, this, this other, these two other white guys were just like they also started grabbing, like, hey, what's going on here? Because I think they had been observing what's going on. But anyway, um, Zim Hip Hop Awards. How were those? <laughs> Come on, man. Say something nice about Beefy. I'm begging. So to be fair and to be nice to Beefy, I so um I just happened to be around Avondale at the time. I wasn't even I, I wasn't sure if I was going to the awards. I pitched up to get to make sure that like Ray's team and Hillsy's team had the accreditation. And then they're like, oh no, you're Phil. And, but then the main thing is like, you're from point blank, right? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we've got we've got an invite for point blank. We've been speaking. So I think they've been speaking to Rumba and, and Rumba had forgot to tell me. So Beefy's like, I know Phil, I got you. So he gives me passes, like gives me VIP passes for the company, and then he gives me passes for the artists. And then he personally comes over and says, What's up? And says, No, no, please come through. So I'm like, you know, actually, let me just come and see. Because I haven't been to the woods in a while. 
Um, get there. To his credit, Beefy, like, he's like, no, Phil, I got you. Takes a cup, pours it with all the Pogues gin. <laughs> I mean, all the Pogues whiskey. It's full <laughs> to the brim. And then he, just a dash of ice. Just a, just a, just a sprinkling. Just a little amuse bouche of ice. Um, those are the positives. Everything else, like the script, they had no script. They, had no, they clearly didn't have rehearsals. There were times where the people coming to present the awards didn't know what they were presenting. So they just come to the mic and go, and the nominees are. And then the video cued wouldn't, ha- like the voiceover for the video cued wouldn't say the nominees. It would just start listing off the nominees. So we wouldn't even know what category. Right so now we've got to be looking online and say, okay, these, ca- okay, these nominees, it's most likely this category here. Mm. Then there were times where the envelope given wasn't for the category that was announced. So there was just, it was, it was, it was not great. To be fair, it was, was it at least an improvement? At least. No, it was actually from the last time I was there was worse, but keep in mind, I haven't been to the woods in a while. Um, And the hall was not like, I I don't think a lot of people actually bought tickets to attend. Um, So that's obviously not a positive. Um, to their credit, looking at the awards, like before the event, and even like, I think we had done uh, um, just a nominees, yeah. a, a nominees estimation. I, I struggled to think of any category where I was like, this was a clearly a bad choice. Mm. Like all the winners made sense. And that's not even including my acts. You know what I mean? Um, like it made sense. I think even like with Ray, with Ray not winning Best Hip Hop, because Ray has now become like an open format DJ, and he's once he's won like he, he won like four years in a row. You know, it's good that. Granted, it's he's still part of my team, but it's granted it's great that Crims won instead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I think that was the positive. Is the winners all seem to make sense? I think even on social media. I, I don't remember even seeing like a big furor around mm. like Ko'u, how come who you won? Like all the winners made sense. And I think that's a positive. I do think reputationally, a lot of work needs to be done to actually restoring the prestige of the boards and the organization. Cause I pitched up somewhat on time and we're still two hours late. Look, Let's not look at time because Zim has proved itself. But I will say the reason I feel this way is obviously, I mean, we've, we've dunked on the hip hop awards before, but I had a, a long hot, almost like heartfelt conversation with Beefy. And I, I felt. Was this before or after he cast you out? Oh no, way after. <laughs> way after. This was, this was recently, relatively recently. And I, I kind of understood him that he's like, I know there's a lot of things I get wrong. I'm just trying to get, I'm trying to learn and there's just so much working against me. And I'm, I, you know, I keep going to different things. I keep trying to partner with people and whatever, but I really want to try to get it right. And, I, I, and, and the thing is like, he spoke so passionately about it that even I was like, damn, man, I really hope that this next one, you like kill it because. So I think here's the thing. I have no doubt in my mind. Beefy cares about Zim hip hop. Yeah. However, I don't know if Beefy cares about hip-hop more than he cares about his own ego. And I think that's the problem. Because you've developed this brand. You've, you've already done enough. Like, 
He's managed to get some sponsors. He's lost some sponsors, but he's retained some sponsors. Mm. If I was him, I would be like, okay, I've got this this vehicle. It's somewhat stalled. Even if it means going to Napster and saying, Napster, how much for you to run these awards? How much? And let's build, let's, let's do a five-year plan where like year one, year two, I'm not going to be able to pay you. Maybe I'll give you a little bit of rev share from the sponsorship. But by year three, we'll have built something where we know it's a respected and viable entity. The same way Napster did with the Namas. You know what I mean? And he's not the only person. There, there's, the thing is, there are so many Zimbabweans who are doing amazing work with regards to events and live broadcasting and streaming outside who care about Zim Hip Hop. That would gladly jump on this. I think if Beefy came to us the same way he passionately spoke to you and said, yo, guys, what should I do differently? And we knew that, yo, if we suggest something, it would be listened to. I would, I would, I would help. Would you not help? Yeah, I would. And that's the point. Like at some point, Beefy has to make a decision. Like what's more important, the hip hop awards and the hip hop community or the fact that he's seen as like the godfather of hip hop and Zim? Because clearly he can't have both. Honestly, I don't think that's it. What I think it is, is I think that, I think it's two things. I think number one, he's trying to learn on the job and not accepting that maybe, maybe, your job is to be the, the patron and not the organizer. I don't think it necessarily has to do with ego. I think it's more, sometimes it's like, it's okay to, to say that maybe I'm not the organizer. But I think we're saying the same thing just differently. Yeah. So I, I just mean, I don't think it's based on ego, so, but, but a very similar thing. Like maybe hire someone else to actually do the organizing because not everyone is an organizer. So, you have to be a certain type of personality to be. So, and so I think that this is going to perfectly encapsulate why I'm so frustrated. Do you realize, and a lot of people might not have fully understood this, but this is the 2022 was the best year Zim hip hop has ever had. Mm. And that's not hyperbole. That's backed by numbers. The best year Zimbabwean hip hop has had was 2022. And the award show to commemorate this amazing achievement was to a hall that was a quarter full where the biggest win on the night didn't even bother to attend. That is saddening. At, at, like at best, that's saddening. At the worst, is a disaster. So, Star FM's top 50 list for the year. Number one, Fire Emoji, hip-hop. Number two, Silent Mawende, hip-hop. Number three, Harore, granted, R&B pop, but by a hip-hop artist, Takura. Number four, Lola. We can say urban, urban grooves. Right? Pop. Popish. But leaning towards hip hop. The same with even like coming out to go Gwawa. It's dancehall, but it's more hip hop. Coming out to go Gwawa is you can classify that as hip hop, hip hop slash dancehall song. And the list goes on. If I now go to the the ZFM list, it's pretty much the same. Silas Mawende, Fire Emoji, 
um, K chaps. Then the only the only one that we didn't mention was Naru, right? All hip hop songs. I've been I've been outside, pretty much all of this year. Hip hop is doing great, more than I've ever seen hip hop do in in a, in a substantial amount of time in this country. It's sad that Beefy wasn't able to capitalize off of that, because. Even you as someone who's outside the country, but you've got an ancillary interest in it, right? At the time you were in Cape Town, correct? Mm, yeah. How much conversation did you see around the pop awards? Almost none, honestly. And that proves my point. Yeah, it, so... It's anecdotal, but it proves my point. And I think that's the sad thing. If And, and we're putting it out now. If Beefy were to approach people that care about hip-hop, and there's a lot of people that care. There's myself, there's Dan, and... I know a number of professionals who have jobs that just care about hip hop that will put money behind it. That, that were even at the awards. I know radio presenters that that would gladly. I don't know if they would, but for for not compromising, might rescind and say, you know what? I don't even want to be nominated this year. Let me just help. Mm. There are people like there are people that would do that because I care about this. Like I used to blog only about hip hop. And my biggest frustration was I was trying to put Zim Hip Hop X on, but I couldn't. So anyway, let's let's do a smooth transition from that to the book of Malachi. What do you think? I haven't even listened to it yet. You, you don't have Boomplay? <laughs> For all, uh, is Boomplay actually available in Zim? It is if you've got a 10 cent phone. Like you can you can get Boomplay. It's available. Mm-hmm. It's just not widely of it. What is it? I mean, I look at the boom play charts when I'm like doing music for radio and stuff, but like I don't actually boom play. Um, you don't boom when you play? I haven't listened to it. Honestly, I haven't listened to it. Um, hey, there's a whole lot of things. Okay, Phil, Phil. Then, let's just finish. No, no, no. no. We're finishing here. We're no, finishing this is finished. Yeah, we're finishing, it's, finishing it's, it. We're finishing. We're finishing. Eleven o'clock, ten. What Stop do you mean? It's not. We've been recording since seven. No ways. Ten, we're ten. done here. No, ten. Let's just. Let's nope, 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 there's a lot oh, of things that... Oh, shit, this, this tragic story. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, nope, this week, this don't want to talk about it. This nope, week, this I don't want to talk about no, it. No, Dan, this one we have to... Philip, I said we were going to come back to you. You can talk about it yourself. I will no, leave. No, Dan, we have to talk about it. Dan, I we, don't finally want, have, we finally have a colored representative. I don't want to talk about anything else, Philip. I'm going. No, Dan. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you very much for tuning into our first episode of 2023. Dan. There's obviously a lot to talk about. You're going to have to tune into future episodes to hear more. I gotta go. Just before my third um, birthday, I lost my parents, became an orphan. I was raised by Philip, my John grandma. walk out and you'll do the outro by yourself. No! Up, I remember uh-uh. what it was like to be hungry. As <laughs> as we are, I believe... So guys, sorry, we, we, we stopped recording because Dan violently, you violently stopped. Well. Goodbye guys, Some I'm walking out of the studio now. Dan um, does not want to hear... About uh, Zimbabwe and Obama. I want to say thank you very much for tuning in. It's 11. I'm now a married man, guys. I don't just chill here until midnight like I used to. I'm no longer a bachelor. Um, I want to say thank you very much. Listen, guys, if you want to keep here, do you know what will keep me here? Mm. Your Patreon subscriptions. Indeed. Tubroctumbos.com forward slash donate. Donate. Yes, indeed. If you'd reduce your Patreon subscription because we're not giving you content, no problem. It's okay. 
you can increase it now. Mm-hmm. But I think also one or one Yeah, look, I know it's it's tough. Things are tough, and I understand. Yo, actually, ah, then sorry, Philip, no, I can't end this, but I've got to give a shout out. I've met so many podcast listeners uh, who are here for December. Um, obviously because Dan was on his 17 month honeymoon and this is probably the busiest December I've had in my life. life. Uh, we weren't able to do some events, but hopefully throughout this year, definitely this December, we'll definitely try and plan um, oh. some activities and some events for patrons and podcast listeners when they come back home um, and maybe even international. But thank you so much. I've gone through the toughest year of my life. I have struggled with a lot and you guys have no idea how much it meant just to see guys come up to me like Phil. There were people that were coming up to me like, yo, Phil, I listen to you every week. You've changed my life. Like that, I was crying in the club sometimes. On that note, I just want to say, I want to give a big shout out to all our new South African listeners who uh, were strangely very fascinated about a podcast, but you're welcome. Wait, this is the podcast. And this is from the wedding or what? No, no, just people that I met that side. And you know, and just in general conversations, like, oh, what do you do? I do this and this and this. Oh, I also do a podcast. Oh my, a podcast? Tell me more. <laughs> oh my, I will subscribe the moment. You know, so I'm like, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Do you, you think <laughs> their first episode didn't, they made three hours? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we want to continue your support. We're now back. Tubo Crimbles is back. I know we've been away for a long time. Um, yeah, yeah. Here. I mean, we've also got a lot of ideas. Obviously, we need to work around Dennis' marriage. No, uh, but there's no work around, guys. We'll, we're still figuring out what to do, what we'll do with mental wellness Mondays, on how we'll continue. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel for that we have to we have to pause for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think we can't just like quickly. Dan and, before that. Dan and I were already having discussions about um, how to have different types of episodes a week, um, and then we've already approached a couple of brands. We're going to continue those conversations. I think now, um, Dan and Dan and I have both worked hard enough where we are able to command some attention in these in these boardrooms, which is a great thing. <laughs> um, the the annoying thing and the funny thing is, I, I I told you about it. I'm not going to mention the person's name, but there's someone who is sponsoring a lot of podcasts in Zim, and when I, I bumped into them, he was telling everyone at the table, you know, the reason I know podcasts is because of Phil. And I was like, so you've been giving all these guys money. <laughs> you don't give, you can give me money. Hey, It's if fine. you are listening to this podcast right now and you have a business uh, brand or some kind of event or whatever it is that you feel could benefit from sponsorship on the pro on, on the podcast, the email address is donate at twobroketimbos.com. You'll reach both Phil and myself. Alternatively, Phil at Two Broke Timbos, Dan at Two Broke Timbos. We're both available. Mm. Uh, we are very keen to look for sponsorship because that will allow us to keep going. Um, and also we are trying to do video um, and not to put too fine a point on it. But now that Dan is married, um, things are going to change. And also the format of this podcast now has a finite time. So if this podcast is to continue into the mid to long term future, um, we need to figure out a new business structure. I mean, I think that's a that's a fair and frank uh, mm. revelation. Um, so yeah, guys, um, not to say that the podcast is ending. No, no, not at all. But the, the podcast is going on. We but, are good. But there's going to come a point where we're going to have to have a tough conversation. And when we balance the books, 
and we look at incoming versus outgoing, um, it's going to determine a lot of what the podcast will look like going forward. So, buy it now. Like, this is crypto, guys. Get it, get, get it now. Get it early. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting out of here. Thank you for, so much for tuning in. Uh, Two Broke Tumbos is back. Check uh, check us out on twobroketumbos.com where you can find all kinds of content. Uh, twobroketumbos.com forward slash donate if you'd like to support the podcast. Uh, twobroketumbos.com forward slash playlists if you want to check out some of the hot new music. Oh, I need to update that. Oh, gosh. We are going to end with um, a song by Jordan Muzi. Did you say River? Which one? Are we River. In? Yeah. Which is which was my second favorite, by the way. So shout out to Hims, um, a great song from uh, the Botswana slash Zimbabwean artist. And uh, yeah, we look forward to your support in twenty twenty three. This was very all over the place. There wasn't a lot of structure. We actually have a, cu- a couple a couple of plans of how we want to do things. You'll see them in coming episodes. But of course, our big issue here is that we are we are quite heartbroken to have lost Doctor Nyerai. And next week we'll do some kind of tribute episode uh, for her just to celebrate her and. Um, celebrate just how much of a, an impact she had not only on us but on all of you as the listeners and uh, even spreading f- you know further from the listeners to the different community as well so ladies and gentlemen thank you very much i'm out of here uh boys and girls uh we will catch you on the flip uh catch you next time all right we out <laughs>
gotta wash my sins To wash my sins, to wash my sins Only God can judge me Only God can judge me He's the one above Only He can judge me I gotta go down to the river I gotta go down to the river To wash my sins